You are about to witness history in the making. Welcome to another Pop Culture Gamers. Um, I'm your host, Steve, and alongside me, my partner in crime, Hayden. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, okay. Seems like it's been forever between three and four. It has. We've had a, a difficult couple of weeks, haven't we, trying to uh, synchronise our podcasting together? <laughs> it is, but I must admit, we did get the special out for The Good Place in between, didn't we? So... We did, we did, and we've had some good feedback from that. It's been one or two people who have uh, said how much they've enjoyed it. So, yeah, jolly good. good. Um, I'll quickly and straight into some bit of intros. Then, um, it's funny because I had a week off two weeks ago, and stress free, and now I'm back to work, and I've got the stress back on. Just doesn't doesn't <laughs> two sides of the coin there, and it's uh, you know it's the weekend nearly over and back to work again. So. Yeah, not, not the best thing to be doing, but hey ho, it's um, how it is. Um, so, what's happened to me over the last since we last spoke? So, yeah, that's something I to talk about. Have you had any phishing emails recently? No. To, to be honest, though, um, I, I kind of skipped through them so quickly mm. that um, you know, very often I wouldn't have even noticed. Well, them consciously, do you know what I mean? I don't I know. Just... I don't know. This is this because I just reactivated my apple for my pc in here but i've had a couple of emails from from apple asking me to log in to confirm who i am because there was a, a fraudulent bit of activity um so i thought i went straight onto twitter to their um their support page on that and it, it's not true at all i forwarded forwarded the um screenshots of these emails and they said no definitely not from us thanks for doing that um just so easy i mean how many people would actually click on that just to say yeah, well, exactly. I mean, and this is how they they do it with their fishing, isn't it? But um, places like Apple and also um, Google, mm. they will email you say you've logged in on another device. If this isn't correct, That's you need true. to panic, sort of thing. Mm. And I think even Facebook does something similar. I think as well, doesn't it? I might be wrong, but yes, um, it does. Yeah, but yeah. So yeah, so it's a bit weird because this one from Apple said that I'd spent this money. And it was in dollars, um, ready to come out of my account, but your account's locked, so can you reopen it? I'm thinking no. So I actually went back in and reset my password anyway, and then just spoke to Apple. So that was cool. Um, mm. Pretty straightforward. So the woes of, of outside my front door, we've had the gas people back. because Yeah, you've had gas, haven't you? Yeah. Now, it's not from where you think it might be. This is outside on the main road. Um, yeah, you could just smell it and got the guys back out and they started digging the road up the other night. Um, it's actually the same hole they dug the first time. So they obviously didn't get it right because no. in the cracks of the concrete on the, with the tarmac was um, where you put this guy, put his device and it was wailing like a, a screeching bird or something, you know? Yeah. So um, that was pretty interesting. Um, other than that, I haven't done a lot. Although my pursuit for Persona 5 is coming or has come to an end, shall I say. Yeah. Um, couple of movies this week, three movies. Uh, Martin Scorsese's Cape Fear, and a couple of Stallone movies, Rocky Balboa and Creed, which I actually watched for the first time, 
which I'm sure I'll mention those when we come to the come to the debate side of things. Yeah, Rocky Balboa's the uh, one that he did where Rocky went back into the ring, wasn't it? After yeah, retirement, it was, it was for an exhibition match. Yeah, yeah, um, that was pretty good. Um, and we'd just like to say that Sylvester Stallone is alive and well. Did you hear about this, Hayden? Oh, they're always saying that he's died. Or that was one there was, of the a, there, was some, died. there was some fake news, and I saw a tweet from Sylvester Stallone saying, "I'm alive and well." And at the time, I thought, "What's he on about?" And it went to about a day later. Someone said to me, "I thought, oh, I'm, I can I can see what you're on about now." So mm. I think the last time was Clint Eastwood. He was he he popped his cogs, but he hadn't. So um, I actually watched a Clint Eastwood movie this week. Oh, did you? I watched the Outlaw Josie Wales. Oh, I've got that on my hard drive and my skybox at the moment. I've got about yeah. seven of his films sitting there now. I, I um, don't even know why I watched it, to be quite honest, because westerns are not my thing normally. But I just sat, you know, I thought I haven't seen this in years. Yeah, and I, I think it was I couldn't be bothered to go upstairs and start, you know, switching on the console and whatever and doing a bit of entertainment. So I sat and watched it <laughs> and quite enjoyed it. Actually, I quite surprised it's, myself. It's, it's a good film because it's 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 like you know. It's a revenge sort of film, isn't it, really? So um, It is. It is. Yeah, yeah. Um, something else I've watched just over the last couple of weeks is a drama on ITV called Trauma. Um, this starred John Sim and Adrian Lester. Obviously, this is one way he's lost his child, isn't it, John Sim? Yeah, Sims? yeah. Obviously, John Sim has done many things, including um, uh, Life from Mars. And Adrian Lester, if you remember, he was in um, Hustle. Yes. And of course, don't others. forget, John Sims was also... The master before Missy. Yes, he was um, a good master, actually. To be honest. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's probably it. I think. I think we will mention the debate this week, which we've been itching to, to get to. Um, with, oh, absolutely. With it's, it's funny. I've been thinking about this. That we'll need to do another one because I was thinking, what about Clint Eastwood and people like that? They've got well, their own, you know, they've got their own rights in this. We've we've had people say, what about Jean-Claude Van Damme? So, yeah, okay, we'll go through Jean-Claude Van Damme and all of that lot as well. Yeah. What, Chuck Norris, you know? That's for the cheesy, cheesy um, American heroes, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, I, I love all of the, uh, you know, uh, Chuck Norris jokes that always go on. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty good. Um, so that's, that's me this week, bit of a short intro. What about yourself? Really quiet week. I mentioned before about my car troubles on the last show well they've been resolved finally oh good um so car touchwood seems to be working i have put in the notes not much gaming but i completed a game this week i've actually completed two this week and, uh, uh, since the last show indie games yeah indie games yeah, yeah indie games other than that i've also as you know um but had it got my new dog and he's growing at a rate of knots. You know, I think he's about twice the size that he was when we picked him up. <laughs> he said, and all, I know he's a small breed, but, you know, because he's a Sheltie, uh, but the amount of personality that is, put, you know, packaged in this dog is quite unreal for such a small little animal because he's really quite a cheeky little uh, dog as well, but, you know, so... Uh, cute and adorable at the same time and then also I finally got to the bottom of it. I had a problem you know I, um, I mentioned a long time ago uh, I'd got one of these ring doorbells you know the ones that oh, okay. do the video um, you know send the video to your uh, smartphone or your tablet um, etc well I got one of those mm. and I've had problem after problem with the uh, connection for it because it works off Wi-Fi. I've actually got it hardwired in, yeah. but there is a battery in there if there is a breakdown anyway. 
you know, in the, in the electric supply. Oh, okay. So that just constantly keeps charged all the time until it kicks in. And every time I've gone on to it, it's saying poor connection, poor connection. So I thought, well, dead easy to solve. I'll stick a booster on. So I put a booster on sort of like in between where my Wi-Fi router is and where that, that is, but yeah. more closer to that. Didn't make any difference to the connection. I was thinking, what? Should have had some something better. And just coincidentally, I was um, just doing a bit of sorting out um, in the study where I've got the router. And I thought, actually, I'm sick of this sort of like sitting slightly in front of my screen because it's the router that only takes up a centimetre off the bottom right-hand corner of one of my monitors. But it was just getting to me. I was just thought, I don't want it there because I can't see the clock. So I thought, what I'll do is I'll stick it behind the TV. So I lifted it up, put it behind the TV. And now I don't have any problem. Got a good connection with my rig. And the reason being is because between my monitor and my TV, I had my Xbox standing vertically. And the Xbox must have been shielding so much of the signal for the Wi-Fi that it was preventing it getting across. So and to be honest, it had never even occurred to me because, you know, it was like kind of tucked around at the back uh, of it all anyway. So I would have thought that the signal would have got through, but evidently it was enough to uh, cause some sort of interference. But since I've moved that now, um, I'm getting a constant good signal, which is brilliant because it's just improved the device uh, wholesale because it is it is quite an action. It's a really good, good device because it'll monitor whoever comes in you know, down your drive, any motion detection, it, it starts off, it'll notify you when you can sit and watch what's going on. And if you want to, if they ring yeah. the doorbell or if you just want to generally, you can press the uh, telephone icon that's on the, on your smartphone and speak to whoever is on your drive and say, yes, hello, what do you want? Get lost. We'll come in, whatever it is that you oh. want to do. Yeah, or or any profanity you'd like to say. Yeah, yeah exactly, say show, exactly. Yeah. So there's lots of, um, you know, kind of uses for it. And the other great thing as well is it stores it all in the cloud. So it's, mm. you know, not on the device because it is the idea behind it is a security thing. I mean, yeah, nowadays, yeah. I personally, I don't think that alarms are effective. I don't think that the police rush to them in the way that they used to years ago. Um, and I think it's a better tactic to have security cameras around your house that's recording up to the cloud to get the images of what people do when they're in there and notify you that it's going on so that well, you can phone the police. But to be honest, right, as you know, I'm in the, mm. that business anyway, um, with CCTV and alarms and all sorts. Um, if someone wants to break in, it, it won't matter. Honestly, at the end of the day, if they want something and they know that something's there, they will go in there regardless of cameras it, and anything else. Because I've seen, I've seen, I've been to, I've had call outs where there's been a break in, but you've got cameras and you've got the alarms, they got through, it all went off. They still went out and ripped the safe out, out of the wall. Well, yeah, the, <laughs> the will I mean? because of the delayed it's, reaction time. And I presume that the CCTV systems are like passive monitoring. They won't, presumably, they won't be active. And I'm not expecting you to tell me the answer to that because we don't want to. <laughs> compromise the security or wherever it was but irrespective no, but they'll, they'll probably it's, have it's, the in and out time before I mean, yeah but the, when the alarms go off that that triggers a signal to a monitoring station yeah. that will then let the um the key holder know straight away you see, you see in my uh, mind is if they want to get in the will exactly the same as what you i mean yeah 
I used to, you know, be responsible for information security for one of my local police forces, you know, as part of my job. So I'm quite mm. familiar with security, your know, security principles and whatever. And in my mind, um, I'd rather be capturing video that's stored remotely so that it's then collecting evidence and be notified that something's going on so I can phone the police and have a an alarm going off that'll probably be a false alarm and I'll only find out when I get home. You know, that's kind of just the way that I am. But there's you know, so many people around where we are have alarms that constantly go off that, you know, aren't, um, you know, th- 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 there's nothing happened. It's just literally, you know, a false alarm. So, but anyway, you know, I don't think there's whatever you do, there's never a, a you know, the, the perfect security system. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> Fort Knox, maybe. But then I was going to say Goldfinger got, got in there. I think that, I think you probably the safest that you're about to do, you could do at the moment is blast something and land it on Mars. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, dear. so that's uh, you know I, I finally managed to sort out that long-standing uh, sort of problem. Um, been playing a few other games as well. I'm not going to talk anything about them tonight, but I have played. Mm. Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. Um, okay. I have, I've, I've yet to dig that out yet. I've still got it in, sitting there on my box. Um, but I haven't finished the one before it. I feel I should really yeah. do that first. And I've also played Agents of Mayhem, which is uh, okay. from the same people who made Saints Row. Ah, I yeah. can imagine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, and so I'll say what I think about that next week, but it is currently on offer on... Um, games with gold so mm. worth a look anyway oh, that's um no, anything that's else it. that's me for this week i think okay um i wasn't i was going to do some moaning about sky but i'm not going to do that now which is just to say that the prices have gone up <laughs> that's it enough said anyway no longer a dream but a reality so first piece of news we've got um, on the 16th of March, we've got Burnout Paradise, the remaster, coming out. Um, £35, there or thereabouts, including all six pieces of DLC. Um, is that for you, Hayden? Because it, I definitely Yeah, I think it is going to be for me because I've got Burnout Paradise, obviously, through... Um, well, I already had it digitally anyway, Back. but it's also on EA Access. Yeah. But I do love the game. I mean, to me... That game was um, the thing that really uh, started me uh, off in online gaming. Um, because before that, I was never mm. bothered about it. Played it a couple of times on a Dreamcast. That's how long ago, <laughs> you know. But yeah, but the, there's one. There's, there's one admission to this, though, isn't there? Um, apparently, there's no crash mode. That that's a strange choice because that was great Very fun. Much was so, that? Because <laughs> that was the best part of the game, yeah. to be honest. Um, but I, um, but Burnout Revenge and some of the other ones had, had, had the idea of that as well. But I know, say, Burnout Paradise is more of an open world. It is um, huge open world, and especially with the DLC. So you've got the other the other islands, um, yeah, that attaches um, to it yeah. as well. Surf Island, yeah. Um, and then you had the you had the, you had the small and tiny cars, the toy cars, yeah. And you also had like, the 
Jensen, which was the uh, DeLorean from Back to the Future. And did that play well up with that? With its because that was great how that went when you you would um you would hit a button on the on the controller and the wheels would yeah. fold in and it would hover. Played brilliantly. Was it was it was really, uh, one of really the best good. cars yeah. in the game actually. Um, really good for doing stunts and whatever. And it was also the Night Rider car. Was yeah, there was, was, but it was like the second generation Knight Rider car. It wasn't the original Trans Am, um, but that came in the same pack as the Jensen did, because that was a that was a paid for expansion, if I remember rightly. Yeah, I've, I say I do. Ho- I yeah. do own all the expansions on the 360 back and back, and I I think that if I went back to my 360, um, Burnett Paradise was the most largest file size I had in, on me yeah. on the Xbox at the time. Yeah. Absolutely I have to huge. admit, though, this is a a bit of a left field sort of game, isn't it? Really, in terms of this is an announcement of a remaster, because while I think that this is a brilliant remaster to have, I'm a bit mm. confused as to why they've gone to the Xbox enhanced on Burnout Paradise on the back compat. It mm. doesn't kind of make sense if you think about it. Why would you enhance the 360 game? to remaster it for the X. Well, unless it's a, a complete remaster with, you know, to a certain degree, they've rebuilt the game. Maybe so. Well, I've obviously have rebuilt the game quite a lot if they've taken out one of the modes. Mm. Which is a shame because I, I I remember with my kids back in the day because they were quite young then, how much we loved rolling those cars to keep it going as long as we could oh, to get all those yeah. points. I mean, what I remember about uh, Burnout Paradise is I had this game. It was one of the first 360 games that I had. And it was when, um, yeah. just after it was made redundant, actually. So I spent most of my unemployment time when I wasn't filling out applications for jobs, playing Burnout Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, but, God. And and I remember, obviously, the the the, the, um, the track at the beginning of the game um, by yeah. Guns and Roses. Burnout right. Paradise. Yeah, which I, th- I don't think it's called Burn. It's not called actually called Burnet Paradise, but it's called Welcome no, to the Jungle um, or something. Well, if I remember rightly, I might be wrong. Um, Paradise City. But is it called Paradise City? Okay, I'll take your word for it. Sure, I'll have to, I'll have, to have a look. But uh, have a look at it. So yeah, um, I don't fancy as much as I did. A, I did gain a few achievements on that game. I don't fancy finding all those signs again, though. They were quite easy to do. I thought. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's a great game. I mean, it's like, you know, we we all get these remasters and we play them for a little while and we put them down and don't go back to them. I don't know. I I've, I think I have uh, gone back to, you know, to the, uh, well, Burnout Paradise. I do still load it up, to be honest, because I still enjoy the game. I think the, the my main thing on this is because this, I think this was the first game I broke a thousand achievement points for. Um, yeah. But once I got to a point, I couldn't get any further in it. It was because everything was multiplayer, so um, mm. you couldn't, co- you know, complete certain achievements unless you had uh, three people, four people, five people, six people, seven or eight people in your squad, and you all had to do yeah like fifty challenges or whatever it was. I can't remember exactly how many, um, but you had to do mm. the same challenges with three people in. Then you had to redo it with four people in. And like that, that was how the achievement went. And it was those ones that were the ones that I never got. I got everything else. I got my Burnout Paradise yeah. license. And I remember that the worst um, part of that was the last race because, by God, you had to go fast. You really, you really, <laughs> really did 
have to go uh, as fast as you possibly could on uh, that rose uh, that one and it was it was paradise yeah. city by the way was a song yeah there you go yeah and i do remember there was an achievement to go 88 miles yeah. an hour was there yeah i put i i i'd stake my mortgage on it <laughs> you read <laughs> cuz uh, cuz at the time <laughs> yeah, i know but i did have a mortgage <laughs> and um yeah I, I can remember that um, there was a one for one for that, um, you know, and there was one area that I could yeah. do that very well. Um, but it's yeah, I, 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 do you know? I might actually put it on tonight. Once we finish finish here, I might actually go and stick it on for a little bit and um, just just have a look. And I'll, see I'll what tell I you did. what, playing it, I bet it'll bring back some fond memories because that was one of the best games on the three hundred and sixty, in my opinion. Yeah. Do you think so, yeah? I was a big, big fan of that game. And I'm not, not you know I'm not normally a big fan of driving games. Oh, of course. No, not but, at all. But uh, no. that one, was something about it that just got got me playing it all the time. Yeah, yeah. I would look for the achievements if we had time. I'm just curious, but I will look later for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, some other news that came in, um, a bit of an odd one, but Donald Trump does like to pull a, a Trump card yeah. every now and then. Um and since we've had that, that the latest incident in Florida, um, he's now saying that it's basically down. It's the violence is down to uh, movies, games. Um, it's his excuse. If I'm going to use it as an excuse, without getting too deep on this, yeah. what he's been saying, I just it it really does you know stagnated disbelief. And I know that this is something that particularly. American listeners will get very, very passionate about because mm. they don't want to lose their um, Second Amendment or whatever it is, or Article 2 rights about owning a gun. But if people don't own guns, generally speaking, people don't shoot each other. Yeah, it's not like, I mean, it's funny, you, you know, you can, the days, you know, just, I just, I think, I can't remember, was it yeah. Commando? When he goes into that shop and there's all that, those guns in there. You know, it's like it's an arsenal sitting in that shop, and um, you know, I don't know. It's it's a difficult subject, but it's it's more down to I think other things than than blaming someone watching um, a violent movie or, or or playing Call of Duty. No, I mean I you know I think it's a lot more to do with the fact that a guns are more accessible. I mean, um, I was reading on someone had. I, think, I can't remember if it was someone I know or one of our uh, listeners. Actually, it was mm. one of our listeners had had a debate off offline um, about this. Yeah. And someone from America had come very heavily about, you know, you don't know what you're talking about, whatever. And mm. um, someone from Ireland <laughs> turned around and said, well, actually, we used to get shootings in Ireland in schools and then we outlawed guns and there hasn't been any shootings since. I think that that kind of maybe answers yeah. the question quite nicely, actually, and rounds it all off. That if you don't have access to guns, and it also said like, that, uh, you know, give the teachers guns. You know, it's just, <laughs> it just, it doesn't make sense, uh, to be honest. I mean, no. I know it's, it's a big American culture thing and, you know, completely respect the fact that they want to protect the freedoms, you know, but again, mm. the legislation that was in place about owning guns relates all the way back to you know hundreds of years doesn't it to where yeah, it yeah. was you know uh, people brought the 
you know, justice in their own hands a lot of the time. You know, there's a lot of outlaws and whatever, and that's probably why the legislation was there. Yeah, well, he, I mean, it annoys me that we, we know that the President of the United States has, like, he's got he's got the power of God in his hands to a certain degree, what he can do. I know it has to go through an amendment with their... But their he could works, stop it but, straight away, but yeah, he won't. Absolutely. And I, I just think no. it, I, th- I think it's a shame, um, mm. you know, but, you know, it's... One day, somebody will wake up and say, actually, if we don't give people guns, it's got nothing to do with video games. I think, if anything, what it's got to do with is accessibility of guns and the accessibility of mental health care for people and people becoming radicalised yeah. <laughs> or something else. And I think that that's, that's, the, that's the key. Yeah. I think the social side of things with, with, with people that, that, that trigger, whatever triggers off um, to, to start something. We've had a... I mean... You could probably put it on one set of hands, the amount of big instances we've had. I know over the last 10, 20 years, we've had quite a few bits and pieces that have happened, but not to the scale of um, what they've had. I mean, I think the only one that comes to mind for me is the mm-hmm. Hungerford incident back in the 80s, yeah. where where the guy was, was, was running around Hungerford shooting anyone he could, he could see. Yeah, I mean, there have been shootings of police officers and stuff like that as well, haven't they, over the years, but... Yeah, but we've had, I think we a lot of stuff we've had is like terrorism related or with the IRA. If we can go back to back to the back to the eighties yeah. again and seventies, um with um bombings, you know, in Hyde Park and stuff like that. But but yeah, no, those days you couldn't say it was a eight bit pixel game that triggered them no. off, would you? <laughs> so No. I mean it, you know. but it, it's a debate that, you know, you're not gonna actually get anywhere with that and also the other thing as well as probably won't have helped the situation is that evidently the world health organization now recognizes video game addiction as a mental illness so we're all we're all poor evidently yes. way, so <laughs> we've got some sort of video game addiction problem yeah if my missus ever tells me that i will throw that back um <laughs> see what she comes up with <laughs> i know what she'd say but i'm not gonna repeat <laughs> yeah i know i think my wife would come up with something pretty similar as well to be quite honest i can imagine what it would be but <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I just think that um, donald trump should just yeah. keep to his uh, breaching of the twitter terms and conditions by uh, tra- attempting to do warmongering with north korea well i just like i do like them um, sort of god bless the americans themselves because they do they do like to give him stick i must admit you see all these little um Oh, yeah. on Facebook. I mean, on I mean, well, I mean, you know, I've got some American friends. You know, the American people are fantastic, but what's happening at the moment? It's worrying for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, absolutely. Yeah. Should we move on? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, while I just take a sip of this drink, would you like to do the new okay? Releases? Uh, not that many new releases at the moment because it's not that time of the uh, year at the moment. But uh, we've got Moss Digital on PSVR. We've got Diblob and Diblob 2 on PS4 and Xbox One. We've got uh, Gravel on the PC, PS4 and Xbox One. Shiny on the PS VR, uh, PS4. Super Hot on PSVR and Vegas Party on the Switch. Not so no. lot out there, but uh, it's Super Hot. Is that the same Super so, Hot yeah. that's going to be with the... <clears throat> that's interesting. Well, that's a VR game, isn't it? Because it's on, um, yeah, well, yeah, obviously yeah. It's, a, it's on PSVR, duh. but no, I mean, it's previously on PC, on VR, so, because uh, I know, I'm sure you can get it on Windows Mixed uh, Reality, mm. and I, th- I think on um, Oculus and that as well. Yeah, not a lot, so there's not a lot coming out now at the moment, I can't think 
we're gonna have to wait until um, uh, what to end of March. Well, that's where it's always the, the big flurry of that. people going, "Oh my god, we need to get some money in quickly before the end of the year, so we better release everything." And and <laughs> and then worry about fixing it afterwards. Mm. Okay, right. If we if we get on, then we'll do the charts next. So, in reverse order, we got we got Bayonetta um, at five four. We got Monster Hunter World. Which have you been back today? No, I haven't. To be honest, um, I started playing it, and then just because I haven't mm. had well, say I haven't had um, game time. I've had plenty of game time. It's just I've been playing different things. And it's not the one you want to really want to switch. No, on, because it, at the moment, I mean, we were having this conversation, weren't we, with um, Head Chef mm. Allen um, about uh, he was um, sh- uh, sh- showing his uh, little green eye over the amount of achievements I've been scoring <laughs> recently. Uh, sorry, Alan. I'm, yeah, whore. but you kept calling me a whore, <laughs> so I'm going to get you back on this one. Uh, and uh, yeah, I was just saying that. At the moment, because of, you know, having a new puppy and everything else, I just, I can't mm. sit down and concentrate on a really long, in-depth game. And I think that um, Monster Hunter World is one of those. You know, I think that you mm. need to work out what's really going on in the universe and whatever. At the moment, I just want to do uh, shorter experience, you know, shorter games, not experiences. I'm not doing VR. Yeah. Um, I always want to do shorter games and, you know, have something and say, you know, I've done it because um, I was looking through all of the games since the beginning of the year that I have uh, actually completed. Um, and it it's uh, quite, a, uh, quite a long list, uh, to be quite honest with you. Um, I think... That's why, that's why we were... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, I think that there was somewhere in the region of it. Let's have a look. Um, so this is either getting a thousand gamer score or um, completing the campaign when I'm saying this. So uh, I have this year completed Assemblance, the Little Lake, and Monochrome, the Planet of the Eyes, Rememoired, Decay the Mare, um, The Walking Dead, A New Frontier, Skylar and Plucks, Adventure on Clover Island, Inside, Paladin, Black the Fall, The Park, The Walking Dead Michonne, Marvel's Galaxy, The Galaxy, The Telltale Series, and Star Wars Battlefront 2. That's since January. Mm. <laughs> That's not yeah. bad going. That's and not bad right, going. And has he, I, know, I know we're so off the charts, we'll get back to it in a second, but where do you get the time? And I'm, I'm going to... But you can come back and be one of the episodes. Yeah, Mr. 110 Hours. <laughs> no, actually, I've got it wrong. 120, that's even worse. <laughs> But we'll talk about that later. Anyway, if we better get back to this. So uh, at three, we've got Ow. GTA Five. Um, yeah, I, I just think it sits there for fun. It's probably stuck. It's wedged in. Um, Kingdom Come Deliverance is at two. I'm not don't, don't know much about that at all. Um, nothing to no. do with movie Deliverance. Um, <laughs> it actually, it looks quite good from what I've seen of it. I think that th- I seem to remember that there's been some uproar about this as well um yeah some people have been getting very upset because there is um no representation of um black people or other ethnic groups in the game um okay but as i i'm not so you know i've just seen clips of it but as i understand it it's sort of like medieval england or 
somewhere in Europe where you wouldn't have had because of the time frame pe- your people of different minorities mm. or ethnic groups, not minorities, uh, there anyway. So I, d- I don't know. I don't know what really to make of it. I've not seen enough of the game to really form an opinion one way or the other. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and just and last but not last but not least, number one. Um, there's only one game left. Actually, which game's missing? If I say FIFA 18's number yeah. one, what game would you think Cod. would be in that top five still? Yeah, and no. it's not. It's it's pretty amazing. That's the first time I can ever remember COD not being in the top five, you know, at this time yeah. of year. Um, I don't know why that is. That is... That is I mean, I saw, I did, I saw it in Sainsbury. I went to Sainsbury's to pick up some prescriptions yeah. and some pieces today, and I saw it in there for that's about worth it. It's pounds. a good game. It's actually at eight. You know, there we go then. So, and uh, Shadow of the Colossus was at uh, seven. Yeah, is that dropping down now? That's a remaster. Well, everybody so, um, who wanted it would have bought it in the first week, and then after that, I think it'll just slip out with the charts. That tends to be the way with the remasters, a lot of them, isn't it? Yeah, and then some of us like us that may want to pick it up, we'll get it yeah. a bit cheaper later on. I think there's a big spike, and then it drops right, or starts dropping down quite quickly. Then do it at cheaper, it goes up again, and then it's down, and then it's <coughs> sort of out. That seems to be the normal yeah. route of them. Having said that, though, Fallout mm. 4 okay. is still at 20, you know. Yeah, great game. See? Well worth its money. <laughs> and don't come back with a reply on that one. Anyway, so it's that time of month again for, for Gold and PSN. Well, actually, PSN yeah. is a little bit later. Um, so the first we got from the 1st to the 31st of March, we've got Trails of yes. the Blood Dragon. I think I, I, think I actually I do own already. it, and I've actually done a, a review of it on my YouTube channel. So if you want to see what it's like, oh, okay. head over to my YouTube channel and you'll be able to... Uh, see the review of it that I did and I've put in, you know, different footage of different stages of the game. Because this is another one I've I've actually completed mm. this one, the story. Because while it's Trials, yeah. it is a story as well because it's um, the, it's Trials and I've forgotten what the other game is that's a mashup of Far Cry. You know, the, the 80s Far Cry one that they did, the uh, smaller, yeah. cheaper one. Blood Dragon. It's mm. a mashup of Trials and that. Oh, okay. Um, also, then from the fifteenth of March to the fifteenth of April, we've got Super Hot, which is on PSVR. Mm. Funnily enough, um, the three sixty titles we've got: Brave from the first to the fifteenth, and Quantum Conundrum from the sixteenth to the thirty first. I've played Quantum Conundrum. I think is it worth is it worth just adding well, to the collection? Well, they're all worth just adding to the collection because you never know. But it wasn't. I don't think I'd, I'd go out my way to play Brave, though, to be honest. But, I mean, if you had some oh, kids I might around, play I suppose, Brave maybe. with my son. <laughs> just to grab the achievements, go on. I don't just play <laughs> games for achievements. No, I know you don't, but you think that might be I tell easy. you what, a lot of them half of the <laughs> time said. aren't. Unless they're a Cars game, they're pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're just long. That What they tend to be is the, tend, the achievements on those sort of games tend to be more you have to play it for quite a while to get an achievement you know so mm. if you're going to play those sort of games you'll end up playing 30 hours for the same amount of time when you could you know get another game and do it half the time yeah yeah of course but yeah quantum conundrum so, it's not too so bad to... it's it's not the best game in the oh, world okay. but you know I, when i played it years ago and i'm doing I, it's so long ago i can't remember anything about it but i remember it not be it not completely sucking mm. uh, 
Okay. Cool. Brilliant. Okay, so we'll, we'll swiftly move on to um, this week's games. Okay, now mine is actually blank at the moment, but I can do this from... I'm going to be so unprofessional, but I'll do this from the head. Um, before I talk about Persona, I just want to mention Injustice 2, um, because I had a bit of bad luck. Well, it was just not luck. It was just what I wanted to do. The, um, the DLC, the third fighting pack, has just been released, which includes yeah. the Turtles. And I went to go and download it, but Xbox Live was suddenly a snail's pace. Wouldn't I couldn't actually get the download stuff. How do you feel about it being the turtles? Um, that's fine because there was as well as the turtles there. You had um, you had the the character. Oh, I, sh- I haven't actually written this down, but the, the other character from um, uh, the Suicide Squad, the one they were fighting against. If you remember the film, oh, the you know, witch. The, um, you know the actress. Yeah, yeah, she's the other character. She's was in she it as, Black in the Witch fighting or pack something? As well. I can't remember. I think it began with A, but. Um, Angelina or something like that, maybe it might be wrong. But the having the turtles in it, I mean, event I did get it down eventually. Um, great bit of fun if you're if you're a turtle fan and you got Injustice. Um, I think you can buy them separate if you want to buy the just their little pack. You can buy that for seven ninety nine. But I have the Ultimate Edition, so yeah. it was all free for me. She was the en- Enchantress. Enchantress, there you go. Well, I did look that Enchantress. So, yeah, this r- <laughs> <laughs> I thought, no, you've been met. <laughs> Yeah, but she yeah, she was she was in um, Valerian, yeah. remember? So, but uh, but yeah, no, um, good bit of DLC. Um, it's a great game, well worth playing. Um, can't say much more than that because I've yeah, I've I've said, I've I've said this to the hill. And um, if you're a fighting game fan, jump in on it. If you're not, well, then it's no, not for definitely you. not for hey. me. But I, I, I have to admit, I forgot another game that I've been playing recently as well as being um, Dead or Alive Five. Of course you on, have, yes. You know, because there's a free version of that on Xbox. Yep, there is. You are right. And I think I've actually downloaded yeah, it. Yeah, I have a, a quick well. half an hour on that because I just thought, oh, I'll have a go and see what it's like. Um, I'm quite enjoyed yeah. it, to be quite honest. Because I always I always used to prefer Dead or Alive as a fighting game to Mortal Kombat uh, or Soul Calibur. Mm. But, yeah. yeah. Anyway. And just and also, before I talk about Persona, I just want to remind myself that... Um, Friend of mine, say friend of the, say some guy listens. One of the guys listens to the show Outlaw, um, four four one one. He's given me a couple of codes for some games. So what we'll do is we'll we will read out the um, the Game Pass month month code um, at the end of the show. Um, but just to stress quickly that if you've either dipped in this at all, it won't work. So don't pick it up. Anyone that hasn't attached or tried to play any game pass or any freebies from that um you, you're welcome to pick it up and whoever does just mm. let us know It'd be nice to know and uh, and he's also given me um another code for a game for an xbox one game which will set a question for maybe next week so thanks to that um so so yeah i completed a game yeah <laughs> one of the year it took me 120 hours and that was a long, but I have thoroughly enjoyed Persona Five. You will not believe. I know yeah. it's not your cup of tea, um, but at the point where I was going to talk about it two weeks ago, I was I had two palaces to go, or no, I had one palace to go, which was, which um, I'm probably going to just I'm not going to spoil the story really, but I'll just say that the, the last palace was the um, the casino, mm. um, which is where you actually start the game. So that was, as I said before, that was a, you sort of get to think how's this going to go forward. Um, and there was a nice little twist in in the story, um, which I didn't see coming. 
And by the time I completed it, I, I've restarted the game. I've started playing for a second time. And it's like a new game plus. So you, you carry over a lot of your bits and pieces from the first game, okay. inclu- including your money. I've got 6 million yen sitting in my bank account now for the start of the game, which will come in handy because it will save me on a lot of things. I can concentrate on um, going through um, the different confidants in the game that I didn't get to full max like last time. Um, I won't say what happens at the end of the game. No, please don't. Um, we don't want people complaining or, that you've done spoilers. <laughs> I know. No, but I will say is I got the I did I got the the good ending and the true ending at my playthrough. There is a bad ending which I've actually viewed on um, yeah on YouTube. So it it's awesome. Apps, this game I can't praise it enough. It might I tell you how much I, I I've loved it. Um, bless um, Nicky Wilson sent me a copy of the soundtrack and I've been playing that in the car this week. It's just it's just I can't really say too much. I mean. Some people have played this for four hours and given up, and that's probably part of the tutorial, to be yeah. honest. But Japanese RPGs are a, are, a, are a niche game, and they're not for everyone. No, I mean, I, to be honest, but, it's one of those games of when I look at it, I think, I wish I could get into it, but I just know I wouldn't. So I just don't see the point in even starting it, because I know that I'm not going to enjoy it. After having yeah, experience yeah. of these sort of games before, I'm not just looking at it and th- mm. deciding I'm not going to like it and you know, making it true. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's, you know, if it ever came out cheap on PlayStation, you might want to try it and pick it up. Um, but no, it's, 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 it, it was well deserved for my game of the year mm. for last year. And as you stand at a minute, it's still game of the year this year until the next games come in because, um, yeah, I, I really, I really can't say much more than that. It's a thoroughly good game. Great story, great soundtrack. Um, you get to love the characters. There's very much. I enjoyed the fun of maxing out these the confidants that you can max out, which you fall in yeah. love with. And if you fall if you if you fall in love with more than one, there will be consequences. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> but really, I you know that's that's my gaming really. But I just it's such a great game. I can't mm. I can't praise it enough. I would like to probably see about Persona 4 have a look at that um, and uh, I might see if that's worth picking up or if not I might I'm, I do fancy another Japanese RPG of some kind now whether or not I actually go back and start again Final Fantasy 15 do you know I have to admit to. Final Fantasy 15 is one of those games I keep looking at and thinking I want to go back to it but then I think I don't want to get involved in a heavy long game <laughs> and then I, I walk I turn away from it again and it's annoying you know because it's if I, if I knew I wasn't going to have to sink in 60 or 70 hours into it, I'd probably enjoy it a lot more. But it's just the thought of having to spend so many hours on the game like that. I mean, I remember, yeah. um, you know, the one that introduced Lightning. That, yeah, that would be Final Fantasy thirteen. Um When that came out, you had to play that for 24 hours to get to a specific point to be... Yeah. A, a, a boss that took 45 minutes to kill. I know, and I, I was I was one of those that got involved yeah, in that. And, but, and then it got it. good. Um, but you had to play it for 24 hours yeah. to get there beforehand. And I went three times up against that boss. And each time, I ended up getting to the point of uh, being in that cycle of, oh, my guy's just about to die, and but so's he. But I need to heal him because if he dies... 
he's my healer. <laughs> you know, so I actually yeah. use a potion. Yeah, he used that round. And then the next round, he'd just wipe you all out straight away. And it used to be, oh. And I f- it is, you do get those, those controller moments yeah. of throwing it against a brick wall. And after the third 45-minute go, I thought, that's enough. Um, I am done with Final Fantasy Thirteen, and I'd been really enjoying it up until then. But that mm. that just finished me off because there was no need for that to be the way it was. It it was just it was pretty pathetic, to be quite honest, because it it made the game not enjoyable. And I think that while I'm all for hard games, I'm all for hard games that are enjoyable, not hard games that you feel like the uh, producer of the game is actually laughing at you and going sucker get past this and that felt like one of those <laughs> uh, so that's what stopped me from playing that game in the end yeah I'd like to if it ever got if it ever came out and back compare I think I'd I'd repurchase I've it still got the disc go. yeah I've got I've got the I've got the hardback um, walkthrough of that game as well and it's gorgeous but I'll have really to ask you book. to have a look at how you kill all of those heads I might go back to it <laughs> yeah yeah but so yeah so i haven't i mean obviously i've been playing ghost recon but we haven't we haven't spoken yet and you've I have. purchased it haven't you I have. so maybe that as i haven't got anything open world ended to play i think that's my next one to, to crack well i think that we need to organize a proper game night where we sit down and we play multiplayer like we used to every night yeah we've We've been pretty poor, I think. I would, I would say we haven't had a good, consistent gaming session the way that we used to for what about eight months since Destiny. It was before the end. Well, it was before the end of Destiny because you got yeah, right yeah. sucked back into Destiny, and I was just sort of like, I don't care anymore. No, I mean, I have been. Don't get me wrong. I have. Been, I haven't played it this week um, um, because they do have the next. Um, factions are up at the moment. I mean, there is a lot of bits and pieces coming to Destiny too. Um, there's a new roadmap as well mm. for that. So, but, but I just with that, it's funny. I mean, I do feel sorry for the guys there because when they're on on Twitter saying about what they're going to try to do, well, they're trying to fix the game and make it more enjoyable for people and give them what they want. You just see a list of people all still mining. I hate this game now. What? What's the point? You know? And I think why? You know, knock them down. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know? uh, there's there's no need for them to attack in that sort of way. No, no, not at all. And I think, you know, I've I've come away from it that much. But yeah, I, every now and then I will dip back in. Um, but I think Ghost Recon, um, just briefly, I've taken the first, um, well, it's not the first, because the way this works is you've got obviously you've got the head of the of the of the the whole gangs of the cartel, drug cartel, and then be, after from that sprig out, you've got another tree and another tree, which are chipping away at the moment which i've mm. done with one area um, but i've got a long way to go with that well i've area. only just restarted it i've you know i've got past the first mission you know where you get the helicopter flight in the village and that's about where i've got up to so far so really where we both sit in the minute well i'm not too far well I, I we have to have a look see how far in front i am that we need to tag on together to well together, i'm so close to the beginning that if you wanted to restart it It'd only take you about an hour to catch up to where I am. Because I literally have just loaded it, put it well, on, and then stopped it again. Well, well what we can do probably is probably mm. I can tag onto your game. Because I've killed, in one main area of the map, I've done that first main boss 
for that area. So, and what's opened up now is is the sprig yeah. from that round that map. But we can I can show you that. And we can we can have a look at it. So, do you want to carry on? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'll carry on talking about Wildlands. Um, I mean, obviously, I've had this on PS4 and Xbox One X, um, mm. and it looks gorgeous on both systems. I've got to say, um, and there's very little difference in the gameplay. One thing that I did feel was that the vehicles were a bit more responsive on the Xbox version. Now, I don't know whether or not that's down to the controller or whether or not they've actually tweaked something in terms of, you know, the settings for how vehicles drive. But the the vehicles feel like they were going more where I wanted them to go. Um, mm. I am looking forward to us doing a bit of co-opted uh, as well. Um, and the other thing I do like about this, and this is the same with all Ubisoft games, to be honest, is I love the Ubisoft um, app that you get on Xbox as well, where you can go on and you can download free extras like, you know, different uh, outfits or whatever, and you unlock certain ones as you go through, but you also unlock, as you get certain achievements, Ubisoft credits, which Mm. can then be used to buy other items in the store or for that game or for another game. Or... So you yeah, can absolutely. get, I mean, I know you um, like soundtracks. You can buy the soundtracks for most of the games. Yeah, you can. Um, I've, I've got a few, I've, I've spent a little bit. I've got, all, I've taken all the freebies yeah. off of this game so far. So you've got your cam, you got the different types of camo, um, stuff like that. I've got my XP, some extra XP boosters as well, which I've yeah. not used yet. Um, and stuff like that. And yeah, it's, the guns really work well with this game. Um, and it's just getting, it's tweaking the right gun for you at the time because I've been, obviously when you're going around the map and you're picking up different gun, gun parts when you open them up, um, they're obviously not all for the gun you're actually yeah. using at the time. So you might get a silencer for another. So you might want to, you know, on the fly is, is swap to that gun for a different um, different scenario of what you're doing. I mean, I've just... I know you have you you've played with yeah. the helicopters so far yet. You have a go at that. Yeah, yeah, the helicopters are um they don't drive like a car in the way that they do on GTA. No. Um but I think they re- they, they 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 are so they well done to be honest. Yeah, it took me a few goes before I started to I, appreciate them because when I first started playing it I thought I hate the helicopters. Yeah. And then when you get one with the gun oh, turret yeah. at the front as well. <laughs> it's um Oh, it's it's really cool. Um, so yeah, and I just started to use the boats to go around the river part as yeah. well now. So I'm not too far, and I've got 85 game score out of 1,500. That's not too bad. So I'm not too far into the game. Um, so I me so I so you know I said I took a boss out, so I, I got the beat default beat the boss achievement. That was 12 days ago. So I think we can tag on. Yeah, I, th- on I think that. it seems like it's one that we need to uh, play two player. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anything else you want to say about that? Anything no, else? The, about it just in 4K. Wow, it looks it amazing. Does. It does. It, it is um, one of the most attractive games. It it looks definitely better than uh, just cars. Oh god, yeah. Have you tried the parish? Just saying that. Have you jumped out no. of a plane yet? Because <laughs> I didn't find. I found the planes a little bit difficult, but um, but no, jumping out of a plane with a parachute was brilliant. I'll, really have to, well. uh, I'll have to have a try with that. At the moment, I've only got 30 gamer score on this. Okay. So two achievements. So, yeah. 
Yeah, hopefully you can't hear Yoda. He's, he's, he's having can, a hissy fit at I the can. moment. <laughs> he's, he's obviously talking to the so, spirit so of Anakin, apology. isn't he? <laughs> uh, yeah, God, yeah. So anything else? Where um, well, obviously quite a lot of things because, uh, you know, you know, I was saying about, uh, well, last month yeah. I got over 16,000 gamer score. I haven't been trying yeah. this month and I've got, um, I'm 120 off 4,000. I don't know how I've managed to do that. Um, so this week, though, I've completed, uh, well, a couple of games, Assemblance. Um, mm-hmm. So this is a single-player, first-person psychological thriller. Uh, you wake to find yourself uh, trapped inside an experimental machine um, and a machine to simulate your memories, uh, and you have no idea how you got there, and you have to um, escape... But what you've got to do is look into your past uh, that you may not want to remember. And an AI voice guides you through what you have to do. Uh, but yeah, can you actually trust the AI voice is one of the questions. Uh, and are you sure that some of the memories <laughs> okay. are actually simulated or not? So it's obviously an <laughs> indie game. Um, I was really disappointed at how long this game took to complete because it took 30 yeah. minutes. Was it a six ninety nine to three ninety nine? Yeah, it was one it? that was only a couple of quid on the store. Um, you know, and, yeah. that, and that's where you know I I'll, I'll keep an eye out for these sort of things coming on because I'll pick them up when they do, um, just to have an experiment, see what they're like. The game actually uh, you complete it several times because there are different endings to the game, um, and okay. some of which you can't get until you've completed the game in another way. So, so the replay, the replay, replayability there is pretty much there, depending on how you play the game. Then, yeah, I wouldn't even say replayability because you can load the last checkpoint in the game. So, okay, and to be honest, once you get to a certain point, no, you don't. Um, do you learn the last checkpoint? I can't remember because I just completed it so fast. By the time I'd um, mm. finished, you know, finished the the last version of it. Matter of fact, the last version of it. It was actually really quite annoying, and I ended up thinking, uh, you know, I can't figure out what what to do on it. Yeah. And I ended up having a look to see, and it was it was a ridiculous one. You had to have absolute crackjack timing, and mm. you had to go into a room at a specific time when you've gone through this portal and look at a hole in the wall at a specific time after you went to that room. And it was sort of like, no, this yeah. is a bit ridiculous. You know, but it, it's not what you would never have completed the game without looking it up. Mm. And I don't I don't normally like doing it, but I, will, I knew I had one achievement left and I thought, do you know what? This has been so short, it's not even worth me trying to figure it out. I'll just look it up. Because I just, I couldn't, I'd got to the point in it because it was so quick. I just thought, all I'm going to do is just end up wandering around this particular area and I might not figure it out, and I just might waste a load of time. So I just looked it up because I, th- I think it was getting late on the night and whatever, and I just couldn't be bothered. But if it wasn't so short, it would have actually have been quite good. But I would not have would not recommend it to be honest, unless you want to be able to complete a game very quickly. Second one is Monochroma, and Monochroma is a cinematic puzzle platformer that takes place in an industrial uh, sort of setting. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. you play one of two brothers who witness something and then have to escape solving different puzzles in order to be able to escape. The game tells you the story without any words at all. So there's no dialogue or whatever. And the whole game is mostly in black and white with the exception of red. So, you know, think about Schindler's List sort of thing. Is it like, like, I mean, inside, didn't that? No, inside was coloured. It's more like Limbo, but with red in it. Yeah, that's what. Sorry, not in yeah. limbo. That's what I meant. Yeah, okay. So it features quite realistic locations, to be quite honest, and the puzzles mm. have good physics to them as well. You know, things fall at the rate that you would expect and float and whatever. So in that respect, it's really quite good. This was one. This game, the history of this, by the way, is it was a crowdfunded game, and the project was first revealed on Kickstarter. With a goal of raising eighty thousand dollars, they exceeded that with eighty four thousand six hundred and forty four. So it got the approval from Steam Greenlight in November twenty thirteen. Oh, sorry, September twenty thirteen, and was released in um, May twenty fourteen. Um, basically, when it got released, it actually came up with a bit of criticism, um, and I think it's probably because the game borrows very heavily from Limbo. When you're looking at it, you know, other than the character designs and the, the, the layout, it looks very Limbo-ish, but it's um, more accessible um, than right. Limbo was, you know, I feel. Um, and to be honest, I actually quite enjoyed this. This was a game I didn't have high expectations of. It had been one that I'd seen in the sale a few times, and I thought, I'm going to have a go. So, and then it sat on my hard drive for ages as well before I actually put it on. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was all right. It was, it wasn't, you know, like a half an hour job. It was, um, a couple hours, three hours for a cheap indie game. Um, you know, well, I mean, I I think it was probably, probably about as long as Limbo or thereabouts. Yeah. So I quite enjoyed that. The only thing that did pee me off a little bit is I didn't play this in one sitting. And I found all of the flowers that are the collectibles in the game, but the achievement's mm. broken. So unless you find them all in one sitting, the achievement doesn't pop. Oh, that's a real, it is. That's a and shame, that that sort of thing always annoys me in a game because that's just pure programming. And yeah. to be honest, that's the most negative thing that I've got. I quite enjoyed it. I think if you've, it's not as good as Inside, but I preferred it to Limbo because it was a quite a nice mechanic um with this game where you had to carry your brother for a lot of the game because the story is that you're flying a kite with your brother and your brother falls and hurts himself and you have to carry him away and you can only put him down in like pools of light you can't put him down somewhere that's dark and you've got to maneuver objects and move him and then do it again and there's one particular bit where you're going on a conveyor belt and there's uh cogs that have got breakages in them and you've got to time it so that he goes under these massive cogs where there's a break in the cog so you know and that all takes a bit of working out but it's really quite enjoyable if you like it's sort of like platformy limboy kind of games i think you'll probably uh well it's, it's worth a look certainly um so yeah that's my other game i'll just briefly i mentioned it before about agents of mayhem um 
I'm actually quite enjoying this. It is at the moment cheap on the store. Uh, I think it's ten pound yeah. for the full version with all of the you know extra DLC bits and bobs. Um, and I'm not really sure why this didn't get a lot of love, to be honest, in the same way as Saints Row did, uh, because it plays quite well. It looks very nice. You can definitely tell it's by the same designers as Saints Row, because everything's purple and blue, like on Saints Row. But yeah, it's kind of like, it looks like Saints Row and Crackdown had a child. <laughs> I can't even imagine what that's going to be like. <laughs> that, that's kind of uh, how I would describe it in terms of its looks, because it's got like cities like, you know, the fu- the futuristic version of, you know, on Saints Row and that sort mm. of colouring. Sorry, the futuristic uh, cities of Crackdown, but with the general look of uh, Saints Row. And it plays yeah, similar okay. to both of them as well. Um, and you can get you get different characters and you can swap between the characters as well. Mm. So I'm quite quite enjoying it, to be honest, so far. Yeah, cool. And that's it. That's uh, all I'm going to talk about about gaming this week. Okay, so that's the gaming section finished then for today. (laughs) Um, Trigo, let's go to the movies, TVs and streaming news. In quest of a better life. Okay, some sad news first of all. Actually, my daughter texted me yesterday to say that she couldn't believe she didn't believe me. Um, Emma Chambers died. Yes, it's a big shock. And if a shock, name, rather, not and, shock. <laughs> yeah, because she because she's about my age, and when people sort of pop their clogs at your sort of age, you sort of think you know, it's sort of I think it gives you a bit of a. Mm. Bit of a knock, you know. Um, if you're not, no, if you don't know who she is, she played Alice Tinker in Vicar of Dibley, and what a great character she was. Um, dumb blonde is actually exactly what sort of character she was in that, but it was it was great. And I always used to look, to be honest, I always used to look forward to the end of the show when they would sit down there together with. Um, oh, do you know what? I can't even think of her name. How bad is this? Dawn French, thank you, and. They would have this. They would sort of have a joke. She would. She would tell Alice a joke while they're sitting in the vestry in the church. And um, oh, there's some class ones if you go and look mm. them up on YouTube. Um, well, she did. Also, the other thing she was in. She was in um, Nottingham. Yes, as well. she was uh, the wacky sister. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's. I I think she. It was such a shock to see to see that news. Um, really was, but yeah, um, bless her. Um, I'm just hearing now that since the news first broke, is that it's a suspected heart attack. Such a shame. Mm, it is. It is. Interestingly um, enough, is that Carrie Fisher I... was a death was because of a heart attack, wasn't it? Caused by obstructive sleep apnea, which is a very bizarre um, sort of thing to to have. I've got isn't it. it really. Yeah, I've got obstructive sleep apnea. I have to, when I go to sleep on a night, wear a mask and it's got nothing to do with being a gimp before anybody says anything. Uh, no, I have to, I have uh, yeah. what's known as CPAP therapy. So it's continuous positive air pressure. And it basically, it mm-hmm. means I get a tornado blown into my mouth of air constantly. Does that mean you can't lay on your, is that right that you can't lay on your back to sleep? As well? Um, I do lay on my back. Uh, yeah, it, my, it's worse my, if I lay on my back. Well, but basically what it is, is yeah. the muscles in your throat relax too much and they close up completely. And then 
it's mm. it's known as you know like like the the silent death because you can get a heart attack or a stroke uh, as a result of it. Yeah. Um, but basically, when you start breathing shallow, when you're in REM sleep or you know approaching that level of sleep, the movement of your chest to breathe isn't enough for you to open up your passageways. And of course, you will suddenly, right. you know, people who've got sleep apnea will be snorers normally, and mm. they'll normally be a long pause, and then suddenly they'll, you know, be like. <laughs> Sort of thing, you know. Do you know what I mean? Where it's they've tried to, yeah. Oh, I got a bunch of. Did, did, did your missus sit there with a baseball bat beside oh, her? To, to, to be quite honest, knock. a nuclear bomb could go off next to my missus. She wouldn't even notice it when she's asleep. <laughs> but yeah, so, mm. so that's it. So that the continuous air pressure mm. keeps blowing air through through your face, and if because it's attached <clears> to this device and it starts go uh, and pumping air in shock waves after a few seconds if it mm. detects that you're not breathing um but the problem with it is is you don't know that you're suffering from it it's only your partner who will know but you will feel increasingly tired because it actually prevents you getting REM sleep because when you start to drift off too low your breathing becomes shallower and then you it's you know you start getting all this distress and your brain doesn't go into REM sleep so you don't feel as as refreshed and it and it transpired right, okay. with me because I was uh, falling asleep at work. But that's not no, no, though, is it? No, that's a different thing entirely. No, that it was yeah, it was actually yeah. Yeah. extreme sleep deprivation. <laughs> Even though I'd been asleep because I wasn't getting quality sleep. So there you go. There's uh, something you yeah, didn't know yeah. about me. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so last weekend we had the Baftas, which is obviously the the one pre pre-award show yep. um, to the Oscars. Um, do you, as you filled this out, would you like to read this one? Okay, well, uh, three billboards outside uh, Ebbing, Missouri won five awards, including Best Picture, Best Actress for Frances uh, McDormand, Best Supporting Actor for Sam Rockwell. I do like Sam Rockwell. He's great in Moon. Mm. Best Original Screenplay, Martin McDonne, and Best British Film. So that was really good. So is this what we're going to see as probably the um, way the Oscars are going to go? Quite probably, but isn't it? It's a, I wonder how it gets Best British Film when it's three billboards outside, you know, Ebbing, Missouri. <laughs> well, maybe it should be. It should be outside. <laughs> Out, outside outside Tesco in Catrick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but my favourite film, actually, that I'm looking forward to seeing. One three. If you want to explain what that film. Yes, The Shape of Water. So it got Best Director, uh, Gilmore de Toro, uh, Best Production Design, and Best Score. Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I really fancy the um, look of this film as well. To be quite honest, it's a love story. So maybe it's one to take with the missus. No, I wouldn't take this, my missus, to see this. <laughs> no, Re- really, really. She she has is, no. Is she she has no patience for anything to do with sci-fi. Well, it's 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 I suppose it's it's sort of a creature feature. I think I think maybe the best way of putting it, maybe so. No, the only th- only creatures my wife likes watching is the monsters who are on Emmerdale and Coronation Street. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be wouldn't be her sort of thing at all. But mm. and obviously, um, if you want to talk yeah, about the, Gary, Gary Oldman, Oldman, best actor for The yeah. Darkest Hour, which we think we all knew. But also, The Darkest Hour won the Best Makeup and Hair 
Now, this is what gets me is Gary Oldman doesn't have any hair in it. So did he, why did it well, wear best did hair? You, did, did you see the way they, they showed they showed a bit of the, the uh, makeup? Oh, the makeup's fantastic. Can't, can't knock it for that. I don't think we haven't seen anything like this, I think, really, since, um, well, I think since American Werewolf in London, to be honest. For, for what the you know makeup well is. I don't know the, the best hair he must have surely should have got that for Dracula <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's it yeah but um and the best award was 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 last which was the the um the fellowship award yes yes indeed do you want to say that one so so James Cameron um got the fellowship award this year um and I think he was close to tears when I, I was. I was so pleased him to get that. I mean, his his films he's dealt with over the years is just outstanding, and obviously um, Blade Runner, one of the ones that comes high up in my my list. Um, we're on the back of that Blade Runner twenty forty nine, didn't it? Won um, best cinematography and best visual effects, which is rightly so for that movie. Um, but James Cameron, yeah, I mean, it's great to see him get that award. I think he was. Uh, they, I think they they do know they 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 they're preempted about that. Yeah. So they're sitting there while they're showing all the clips of the different movies that he's he's done over the time. But yeah, really pleased to see him get that. Yeah, it's uh, it is good good for him because you know after all of the films that he's done, I mean, Terminator, Rambo, First Blood, Part Two. Didn't know he did that one. Oh, did he really? Yeah, I'm just looking at the uh, James Cameron Wikipedia page. Oh, okay. Yeah. Aliens, The Abyss, Terminator 2, True Lies, Strange Days, Titanic, Spider-Man and the Dark Angel. It's, it's funny, actually, um, you just mentioned Titanic, that there's, um, if you went if you went to the, the, the top 10 all list of movies, all-time grossing yeah. movies, Avatar is still number one and Titanic is still number two. Is it? I thought that you Star Wars that? had overtaken yeah. it. No, 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 no. I looked this up the other day, actually, and I was, because I thought, if I'd have gone back a few years, you'd have seen like. If I'd have gone back ten, fifteen years, you'd have seen Spielberg movies all in there. So. Yeah. But but no, um, Avatar is still the number one grossing movie of all time, with Titanic second. Mm. Oh, well. So it's, it's it's amazing to see see these, these older movies still sitting there despite um, everything. You know, well, I suppose nowadays though the accessibility to some of these films through the internet, you know, the um, ones from your uncle Torrent. Yeah. Um, it's probably uh, <laughs> we 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 don't we don't like to use that word because we never use no. it, do we? We we don't do no. that. No. no, it's all the Quentin Tarantino movies. <laughs> that was bad. Uh, yeah, but I suppose that that's probably what stops a lot of people going to the cinema as much. You know, some people will be downloading them more illicitly because there's more accessibility to it. Yeah, yeah. Just a theory, but I don't know. I know it's um, yeah. I mean, it's amazing what we could, you know. Because I'm just having a look at it now. Yeah, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Was, I know we, we're going off topic here, but yeah, Star Wars: The Force Awakens was number three, and Jurassic World's number four. Mm. So, um, but if you look at the list where they've they bounced around so much, and some of those films you you loved are not there now. I mean, you know, in the in the top ten, you've got Beauty and the Beast, you've got Harry Potter, The Last Jedi, Frozen, you know. Yeah, you can believe that these are these have made so much money. Well, I have to admit, I'm but, surprised that um, the Force Awakens is so high up. To be honest, well, I'm surprised the Last Jedi is even in there. I mean, all right, yeah, I, I mock I mock that movie a little. Bit. Have you actually watched um, it yet? 
no, I haven't come to, I haven't actually um, pulled myself to look at it yet. I, I, I should do at some point. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, no, no, that's, um, yes, yeah, so James Cameron's got the two highest grossing movies of all time. How ironic is that? Because uh, he also did Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Crazy. Um, new releases then. New releases. Shall I read these ones out? Um, yeah, right, go ahead. So, cinema wise, 1st of March, we've got Red Sparrow. 2nd of March, we've got Samson, Game Night. I actually quite like the look of this. This is uh, Jason Bateman, isn't it? Um, uh, so, And is it uh, Jennifer Aniston as well in this? Same thing. Yeah, I might be right. But quite fancy the look of that. The Meg, Monster Family and A Fantastic Woman. So those are the mm. cinema releases uh, for the next week. Uh, Blu-ray... There is a cast of thousands, so I will just go through a couple of the ones uh, that I think are... I tell you what, you, you you read off some that you like, and I'll have a little scroll down and mention a couple myself. I can see any there that I like. All right, on DVD there is Amityville Horror Movie Collection. Mm. There is Red Dwarf Series 1 to 5. There is Saw the Definitive Collection. There is... The Thor 3 movie collection, and there is also coming out Thor Ragnarok. Mm, which I actually wouldn't mind still want to see, actually. I do want to it's see It's the that. best Marvel movie. So far. In my opinion, yes. And I have seen Black Panther, which I'll talk about shortly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, looking through that list, I mean, you've mentioned Saw, Jigsaw... Um, wasn't the best movie in the world, apparently, so I've led to believe, as much as I will still, still want to see it. Because um, I do love that franchise, um, and actually, Amityville Horror Movie Collection. I mean, it's interesting to see which ones are in that um, because there's a. I think the original two are my one of my two of my favourites. Mm. Um, I did I didn't mind the remake of it of Amityville, you know, the first film, because I remember that's actually based on a on a true crime. Yeah, I have to admit one thing about the Amityville. Films. Oh, actually, sorry. Oh, actually, I'll, re- I'll, re- I'll re-say that. The second film, um, the Amityville 2 yeah. movie, um, which I think was sort of mid-80s, if I remember rightly, that was that was based on the story of what actually happened in Amityville. I mean, Amityville Horror wasn't actually what was going on with actually what happened originally, because it was sort of um, spooky. But the second film was more based on the incident which happened to how the family all died yeah. in there. I mean, I have to admit, you know, looking at those sort of horror films, walking into a house and the house turns around and goes, get out, you don't stay. <laughs> well, if I started seeing blood dripping from a yeah, tap. <laughs> exactly. It just, it, it kind of like, you know, and I think Eddie Murphy said it best on uh, Delirious, you know, when your kid gets sucked into the TV, you try changing the channels and then you just leave. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you get the get the get the flick out. Yeah, of it. exactly. I just away. well, still, I suppose we wouldn't have had the films in that case. You know, it's just like if the iceberg hadn't hit the Titanic, it'd have been Titanic: The Uneventful Voyage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I, I actually I didn't mind the the remake, but I think I think I did I did like the second movie, which is more the family move in and. Um, the, the eldest son gets possessed by hearing these voices for a cassette recorder. Yeah. And starts to turn. He, he was a really pervy and, um, kid as well, wasn't he? Well, he was in the film because he, he, he was having relations with his sister, wasn't yeah. he? If you remember rightly. 
Um, and then we had the good, good old um, priest in it. He was trying to do this sort of like an exorcism in yeah. the house. Um, but yeah, I was, that was a good film. I really enjoyed mm. that. If we move on then. Um, so cinema charts. As you've seen the number one movie at the moment. Well, there's giving it away, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a bit obvious. So, but I've got to, I've got to, I want to say something about Fifty Shades in a minute. Okay. Okay. Well, so, there is at number five. We've got Coco 3D, Walt Disney. So, evidently, um, weekend totals got 1.4 million and total box office 15 million so far. The Greatest Showman, that's a Hugh Jackman one, that got 1.9 million. In on the weekend, The Shape of Water got 2.4 million, or 2.5. Fifty Shades Freed is number two at 2.7 million. So what was it you were going to say about that one? Well, there was a little cinema um, in the States, and what it was is they'd all gone in there to see the new movie Black Panther, and Fifty Shades Freed starts playing (laughs) by mistake. Unreal, absolutely unreal. Can't believe that. And um, on on Twitter, someone actually videoed a bit of the footage. Well, you shouldn't have done that, really, because I suppose that's against the the law, the code yeah. of co- the code of conduct these days. Um, but yeah, oh, they were all, they were looking forward to a night with Black Panther. Ended up with Fifty, 50 Shades Freed. Classic, absolutely classic. Love it. That's uh, that. Well, that's quite bad, really, because there could have been kids in there as well. Well, it could have been Coco and <laughs> waiting for that, and that would have come yeah, up, you know. that's true. Anyway, as Steve had alluded to earlier on, the number one grossing film the last weekend was a Black Panther and got $17.7 million in at the box office. It's not bad going, is no, it? No, not for the opening week. So, yeah, that's uh, the charts for this uh, last week. Do you want to talk about that one um, Yeah, can do. So, obviously... There's been a lot of hype going on about Black Panther um, being the latest Marvel movie. For me, this is the least Marvel movie while still keeping all of the references to any of the other movies. It, it doesn't feel like a Marvel movie in the same way. So obviously Black Panther is the king of Wakanda and while the world thinks that the country is a third world, you know, country in great need, it's actually a high, super high tech place that has electro train rails and all of this, that and the other. Captain America shield made out of vibranium is supposedly the most rarest material in the world and all of the vibranium that was in existence was supposed to have been used to create a shield apart from the fact that wakanda is sat on top of a mountain of it all (laughs) and that's what powers all of their uh, super duper technology it takes off straight after the events of civil war uh, or not not far after um, where obviously the previous king got killed and it follows the new Black Panther's ascension to be king. There is like a trial by combat sort of thing that he has to go through, which uh, is fighting representatives from the various tribes. And yeah. one of them does put up a struggle and he, well, defeats him. I'm not doing a spoiler there because it, it's only a minor, minor point. But then what happens is Killmonger... Uh, comes along 
and he's actually has a right to the throne of uh, Wakanda exactly the same as the Black Panther does because he's actually his cousin and evidently their country had been sending out people all over the world to act as spies on the rest of the world and the king found out that his brother was going rogue um, and went to get him back this is like in the 80s went to get him back uh, from wherever he was in America to you know answer for his crime sort of thing and ended up killing him and Killmonger was Black Panther's cousin who was left in America to grow up and you know he found a way to get back by killing Andy Serkis's character so yeah it's it's an odd it's an odd character to um I suppose they bring in as many characters as they want to with, with Marvel even so yeah. with DC but um, as much as we had, a, we had a we had a glimpse of him in the last movie, I didn't think this would carry. I mean, I obviously haven't seen it yet. Um, but did it hold your interest? With oh, the I film? enjoyed Is the it, film. Um... I enjoyed the film, but it it felt different to a lot of the Marvel ones, while still having the same. Do you think you could skip? You, yeah. Do you think you could skip it? So when the next one comes out, which is summer, I think, isn't it? It is. Um, would Would you need to see Black Panther beforehand or not? Well, given the fact, I think Black Panther is in. Infinity War. Mm. There will be things that will happen in the world that might not make sense entirely unless you've seen Black Panther. Yeah. But I don't think that they're going to be big. You know, it's basically what it's going to be is you'll notice that the world suddenly has a lot better technology. Mm. You know, more like what Tony Stark produces because, um, you know, Black Panther's country is a technological marvel. They, they actually have a hologram over the city so that it just looks like a mountain and it hides the city. <laughs> okay. So, you know, yeah, so cool. it's like much more spacey sort of uh, environment than, mm. well, than any other city on the earth in that Marvel universe. But it's worth a watch. You know, there's there's lots that, that happens as, you know, the head-to-head with um, Marvel and uh, with uh, Black Panther and Killmonger mm. uh all of the story about all of the journeys of all of the characters. And also, there's only one white person in there, and that's Martin Freeman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he reprises you... his character, yeah. and not quite as much of an idiot later on in the film as in the previous Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That um, that figure you gave us, 17 million? Mm. That was UK, I assume. Yes. Yeah. Would you like to have a stab at the all-time... Opening weekend for that film. Probably about a quarter of a million, a billion. 202 million. Oh, was only 50k off. Or 50 million off. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it was 200, yeah, it was, two, well, just round it off. Two, it was just, uh, just over. So 202 for its weekend. Yeah. And that's for, in 4,000, that collaborates for 4,020 theatres. Yeah. That's a lot of cinemas. It certainly is. You know. Um, I mean, in terms of uh, this, it, it has a stylized black culture in the, mm. right throughout the film, you know, the for the country that they're in. I mean, obviously, it's a made-up scenario, so it's, it's not a real culture, but there's been a lot of celebrating about the fact of, you know, what Black Panther has meant to black people in terms of a character. Uh, really? Yeah, well, it's been in all of the news about, you know, how marvellous it is. It's a Marvel 
film that is basically only populated by black actors. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, really good from that kind of perspective. But it was really enjoyable. All of the characters were were interesting, you know, in various different ways. Mm. It's It loses its track a little bit in the middle, I would say, as a movie. Yeah. But generally speaking, if, if you want to watch a Marvel film that doesn't quite feel like it's a Marvel film, but have an enjoyable experience using all of the same normal frames of references, it's a, a quite a good movie. If you don't like mm. Marvel movies, though... It's not that much of a divergence from the other ones that you're suddenly going to enjoy this. Yeah. So that I would say that'd be my caveat of you'll probably like it um, in certain circumstances, but not not it's not going to be a movie for everyone. No. And I know that um, you know we mentioned it before our uh, friend Alan he really didn't like it. No, he didn't, did he? No, I saw that. Yeah. So. I, th- I think it is, because it is a departure, it's one of those ones that's going to s- separate fans a little bit. A bit like The Last Jedi. Yeah, I suppose what this does is it gets the film out there with people talking about it, I think, in one way, and gets other, more other people than mine that go and see it, just due to what, what's being said, I think, in a way, you know. Yeah, and <coughs> excuse me. one of the things that I find really quite disturbing about this is, have you seen about some of the problems that have been caused by this film? I don't think so. I was reading online, and I don't know, it was one of those things that came up on Flipboard and I just quickly skimmed through the story. Evidently, in one country, I think it was America, but I'm not 100%. Um, yeah. There's been, uh, or there, there was a Twitter flurry of people complaining about that some white people went to a cinema and a whole mm. load of black people beat them up. Excuse me. And it yeah. showed you like a photograph of somebody being beat you know the the results of them being beaten up and being at hospital yeah with a thing of inciting racial hatred (laughs) and evidently it's a fake news story so i just think it's really sad that we live in a day and age where people have done something like that because it just takes it away from the movie and there's no reason to take it away from the movie it's a it's a fine movie it's yeah you know it's not the best movie in the world but it's enjoyable. Why not? Why do people carry on like this? It's beyond me. But anyway, that's a bit by the by. So I enjoyed it. If you like the same, you know, if you've heard me talk before and you like the same sort of movies as me, you'll probably enjoy it as well. Mm, yeah, I think I will. Hopefully, I would like to see it before. Um, saying that, it depends how I how I get to see the other the other one as well if i still see this beforehand but um just sort of late to the party um whether or not i got the time to actually go out to the cinema i, d- you know. I don't think you're going to be missing anything it's a standalone story mm. but obviously it has some ramifications for the rest of the world but it's only minor yeah i mean it, it might be able to work out anyway to be honest well normally marvel do a good job of you know explaining some of these things over no they do yeah yeah pretty cool mm. yeah okay um Swiftly moving on, then. Well, um, if we go to our movies and TV, um, not a lot of TV at the moment. I think um, just briefly um, mentioned trauma that I saw on ITV. Um, as, as as we said earlier, um, this is basically about two characters. Um, one one guy had lost his his son. Yeah. And um, the the other guy who gets involved is the doctor that's trying to save his life. Um, it was a three-parter, and to be honest, it was okay, but I thought it was going to get better. Um, the way it ended, 
I think actually there's quite a few people on, on Twitter and social media saying that it was a bit poor. But having two great act, TV actors like that in a show, mm. I thought it could have been better. But, you know, I mean, anything that John Sim does, I always never get to watch anyway, because he's such a great actor. Uh, and the same with Adrian Lester as well. They both are very strong on their own rights. So um, I thought this was going to be more than what it was, but unfortunately it wasn't, you know. Um, but they did they, they did a good job. But it's just, I think what let them down was a story, to be honest. Yeah. I thought this was going to be more of a, of a of a psychological thriller to a certain degree. But, it, you know, it was just, it was okay, nothing special. Um, I'm sure if you want to check it out, it's there on ITV's um, version of... Um, repayability on their own their own website you can go and watch that there if you want to see it mm. um, other than that just looking up briefly earlier we got we got some new sh- we got some old shows coming back this week yay so, about time as well it seems to be yeah, ever for these I know and I don't know what it is but we seem to be it's been a couple of weeks I think in the states that they've been on I might be wrong so we got the Flash DC Legends of Tomorrow and Arrow all coming back this week on Sky time yeah because we haven't got anything else to watch at the minute <laughs> but but strangely supergirl's not back for weeks yeah and i know there's going to be another crossover at some point mm-hmm. so it'd be interesting to how that works whether whether um supergirl's in the crossover or not because i say we know i like to watch these now as they as they're sort of aired yeah so when it kicks in with it with a one where they're all in it together and that you sort of you get it and understand it other than trying to watch one show and missing out with the um, the link between the other two as well. And just quickly and briefly, I'm looking forward to um, DC Legends because we've got the Constantine character, which is a sad, which is a great show that sadly got cancelled some time ago. But um, the guy um, who played that is um, reprising his role for 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 this, so um, I should look forward to that. Yeah. Anything on that yourself? You want to say anything more on that? No, I don't think so. Okay. So this week's films for me. Um, Two of them will probably get mentioned. I will leave those for when we get to the debate because they're both Sylvester Stallone movies. And they were Rocky Balboa, which I went back to watch again, and Creed, which was a first-time view. But I can talk about those briefly when we get to the debate. I think that will just go in nicely with it anyway. Yeah. Um, but the other film I watched was <clears throat> Wall Way Back in 1991 and Martin Scorsese remade Cape Fear. I can't praise this film enough. It's such a good psychological thriller. Um, I'd say this is, I'd say a lot of people won't know that this was a, a remake from the 1962 version with the same name. Mm. That starred Robert, Mitch, Robert Mitchum and Gregory Peck, two um, actors of their time in the 60s, um, which they had brief parts in this version of it as well, which was quite good. And... I don't want to say too much. I won't say too much about the movie. I know it's an old movie, but if you haven't seen it, go and watch it. Um, you've got Robert De Niro playing the psychological nut that that Nick Nolte is the um, the guy that that was trying to, to defend him in, in in court, but he went to jail, so he takes it out on, on him and his family. With um, he's got Jessica Lange, that's his his wife, um, the actress, and Juliet Lewis. Mm-hmm. This is one I think one of her first roles um, before she went on to do some other stuff, you know, a bit later on, because she's quite young in this. And it's got a great story. The The soundtrack in this film reminds me of a similar one to the movie Psycho, which was the Hitchcock movie. Oh, yeah. 
Um, it's got that same that sort of atmosphere. And on a funnier note, Simpsons actually took the mick out of this movie. And if you remember uh, the, the sidekick character, to Krusty Sideshow Bob. Yep. When he gets out of jail, do you remember that that episode? Yes. That is Cape Fear. <laughs> even the music as well. So go check that out. That's quite amusing. Um, even to the to the to the last few scenes on a boat in um, in in uh, well, I can't think where it was now, but in the in the bayou, shall I say? Um, really good film. Again, Robert De Niro is classic in in his acting. Really does well. Um, with um, the other guys all tagging in, so all giving first class performances. Well, De Niro is a good actor. Yeah, have you seen this film? A long time ago. Can't remember much of it, to be honest. Yeah, it's funny because when I browse Sky these days, um, there's so many movies on there. Oh, I haven't watched that one for a while. I'll go and stick that one on. Mm. You know, I did, as I said to you earlier before we, before we went on air, that I did watch The Mummy, Tom Cruise, but that's enough said. That one, I'm afraid. But it's a very much a Tom Cruise movie. Is a brain out, put in a jar, and then just go along for the ride and don't think about it, it too much. It was, and it was nice to see. I forgot who the, the the girl that played the mummy was in Kingsman. Remember, of course. Yeah. Um, in Star Trek. So yeah, but um, yeah, it was nice to see it in ultra high definition on Sky. But that is as probably as as bad as it went, and. Just a brief note, I don't know if you mentioned it when when you talked about it, but I loved the little nod to the Brendan Fraser movie. Yes. When the when when the when the actress took this book and hit him in the in, in this library. Yeah. And it was the Book of the Dead. Yeah. From that movie which was that was a nice little nod, I thought. Yeah, to be honest, I I didn't mind it as a film. I liked the way that they took a lot of different genres. Uh, or not genres, but um, monsters from uh, those sorts of movies, mm. you know, and, you know, played on it. I mean, you know, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, for example, you know, the bit of that that I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, no, exactly. And because it was great to be set in the UK, wasn't it? Yeah, because most of the time these things aren't. And, well, Tom Cruise seems to have a bit of a love affair with this country, doesn't he? Yeah, because they've just finished... Um... They've just finished post-production, haven't they, on this latest Mission Impossible movie. Yes, and that's in this called, country as well, isn't it, a part of it? Yeah, co- called Fallout. Not the game. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, so that yeah, is pretty good. it's not the fourth and, movie uh, either, is it? God, no, no. <laughs> but I just, no, I, I love, I don't, I don't knock Tom Cruise. He's a great, he's, a, he's done some great stuff over the years. Um, the occasional blooper, but... Other than that, he's I love him. He's he's my best mate for for, for that sort of you know. Yeah, I mean, I quite like Oblivion. I quite enjoyed that film, mm. um, but not everybody does. No, actually, I didn't mind that. I, I have seen it. I couldn't. It's, it's been a while. I need to watch rewatch that one. Mm. Um, but actually, saying that the, there was um, his his sidekick in 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 um, in the Mummy. Um, I won't say what his, I won't say what his name is, but I just, me and the missus used to sit and watch New Girl yeah. on Channel Four, and He's in that. He's one of the main characters alongside um, Zoe to Chanel as well. And he's done a good couple of, just recently, because I think he was in the last Jurassic Park as well. So he's done um, quite a few bits and pieces now. Um, yeah, but yeah, really good. Enjoyed it. Good. How about yourself? So other than Black Panther? Well, I've watched Valerian again. I still... Classic. I, I like it more than I did when I went to the cinema, but I still think he looks four. 
<laughs> but it, it's 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 got a, it's got that repairability that movie I think it has it has and it looks stunning in glorious three point four k oh yeah because it's not true four k <laughs> no it? but no. it doesn't matter it still looks no fantastic it, it, and it's it a visual does, yeah. feast is that movie mm. but I've been watching a bit on Netflix so I watched the brothers of Grimsby have you seen this. I watched the first 25 minutes. I, I think I got interrupted, so I never got to finish it. I mean, it's very early in the film because it only just found his brother at the yeah. time. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, this is a action comedy film starring uh, Baron Cohen, um, Mark Strong, Ian McShane, Rebel Wilson and Penelope Cruz. So there's a bit of a mixture for you for a start yeah. off. So the story is that MI5's top assassin, Mark Strong, has a brother Unfortunately, he's a football hooligan, uh, that's Sasha Baron Cohen, from the town of Grimsby called Nobby. Nobby is everything a man from the poor English fishing town of Grimsby would want. Nine children, the most unattractive girlfriend in the north, who's Rebel Wilson as well. Uh, And there's uh, only one thing missing in his life, his little brother Sebastian. After they were adopted uh, by different families as children, Nobby has spent 28 years searching for him. Upon hearing of his location, Nobby sets out to reunite with his brother, unaware that not only is his brother an MI6 agent, but he's just uncovered a plot that puts the world in danger. On the run from being wrongfully accused, uh, Sebastian realises that if he's going to save the world, he will need the help of the world's biggest idiot. (laughs) And to be honest, it's just, it's as crazy as it sounds. I mean... And it's 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 definitely a put your brain in the bucket and carry oh yeah, it. I mean this is like a Ali G kind of humour right the way through, um, which I think is only the only type of humour that I think Sasha Baron Cohen can actually do. But it is funny, it is crude, it is rude, but it is hilarious. In it's parts. it's not one it's not one to sit there with the mother-in-law. No, no. Although I could imagine my mother sitting down and having a bit of a chuckle. That's it. Uh, yeah, I'd, see, I don't know if my missus would, to be honest. I, I you know, um, definitely not my mother-in-law. She'd never no, my, watch this. My, I, I don't think that my missus would uh, sit and watch it. She'd go, that is rubbish and walk out. Or yeah. tell me to switch it over. But um, but, but is it Mark Strong that's um, plays the best? Yeah, Mark, Mark Strong's a fantastic actor. And of course, Merlin of Kingsman. Yeah, and that I think that's the first time I've seen him. I think that was the first time I actually saw him. I think he probably didn't have the stuff. But um, yeah, yeah, it, it's yeah, it, it says it. Well, it does what it says on the tin when you talk about Baron Cohen. Um, very, I, mean, I do remember the first twenty minutes. There were some crew bits, Ex- you know, at the beginning, exceedingly there. crude bits. I think with his with it with his misses. I'm not even going to repeat them on this show. <laughs> no, it, they were, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if we swiftly move on, uh, tell me, tell me why you watch this movie. Well, I watched Eddie the Eagle, and the reason why is why not? <laughs> of course not. No, no. Every movie's got a chance, but this wouldn't be one I would sit on top of the list to watch. But how was it? It was good. It was a a good little comedy, to be honest. I mean, obviously, mm. it's about Eddie the Eagle, who was uh, the British representative at the uh, ski jumping at the Olympics, who didn't win any medals, but I think won the hearts of nations with his uh, he, his determination to try. He wasn't he wasn't God's gift for looks, was he, either? No, he did have a bit of a Bruce Forsyth chin on him and that, didn't he? Back in <laughs> them days, and those big, thick glasses that looked like they were the bottom of beer mm. bat goggles. 
yeah. were uh, there, there were um, too complimentary. Although he looks completely different now. When you actually see a picture of him now, you Google him now, he looks very different. Oh, really? Let me have a look while you're chatting yeah. right here. So it's just basically a dramatisation of the true life uh, events. And it's got Taron Egerton, who plays Eddie. And he also plays Exy in Kingsman as well. So we seem to have had a Kingsman theme here tonight, even though we haven't actually watched Kingsman, quite strangely. Yeah, but it's funny because I was... What was I I watched the other day? No, it was actually... It was on the BAFTAs because he came out to help um, not to give an award. Mm. And his, his, his accent is so... Not like it is in Kingsman. He really puts on this, dare I say, common accent, if if I'm polite. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And he's, you know, nothing like that at all. No, no. But, uh, yeah. But it's also got Hugh Jackman in as well. Yeah, he does. He has done a few little, I won't say cameo, he does a few little bit parts sometimes in these well, movies. Well, actually, he was quite a fundamental part of this movie because he was Eddie the Eagle's trainer. Mm. So, you know, it's like he's on the movie for quite a bit of the film. But he plays a really good uh, part as well. And to be honest, it's one of those sort of like happy, you know, light comedy kind of films that's just enjoyable. Yeah. So, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. It was on Netflix. Mm. Um, so it's, it's well just, worth a watch. You've just reminded me of a, of a film I actually watched over this last week, actually, because mm-hmm. you mentioned Hugh Jackman. Yeah. And before he was really famous with Wolverine, he played Van Helsing. That was after he'd... Uh, was it after? I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, that was one of his first parts after Wolverine. Oh, okay. Anyhow, that's not even or there, but I actually sat and watched that, and I've got a very much a very... I've got a lovely soft spot for, for that, that film. Mm. Um, it's just... It feels very British, <laughs> but it's not set in Britain, but it just feels that, like that with, uh, you know, with him playing... The um the vampire hunter, um, which I'm sure a lot of you guys will probably know this movie, but yeah, no, I, I quickly actually sat and watched that. But um, yeah, Van Helsing was 2004, X Men Two go. was 2003. Oh, okay, so yeah. yeah, it's a long time ago. That, that was actually quite a good uh, film as well, from yeah, what I yeah. remember of it. Oh, it is. It's, well, I've, I've watched it three, four, maybe five times now. Yeah, but uh, I don't actually. I, I actually watched it on um, on Amazon. Mm. I don't. I don't actually. I don't think I think I might have a DVD copy, but I'd like to have a. Yeah, I've got a DVD copy of it. I'd like a 4K version if one was available. I think probably the best you'll get is a Blu-ray. To be honest, especially yeah. looking at when it was 2004. Mm. That's yeah, yeah, quite a while ago. It is. Yeah, 14 years ago. Where did that time go? It's 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 horrifying, isn't it? It is. It is when you think it's like you know a full you know an official adult since the millennium. Yeah, you know, yeah, a legal adult. Is. When you, when you, actually, when you go back and you go, you know, what do you class as an old movie these days? You know, yeah. And as much as I was, I was chatting to someone on Facebook the other night. We were talking about the Towering Inferno, um, and Earthquake. You know, the classic seventies disaster movies. Mm. Which I mean, I'd love to go into it another night, but um, not today. But yeah, it, you know, they're they're forty, fifty years old. Not not fifty, sorry, they'd be forty years old. Yeah. Frightening that we're getting old. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I don't like getting old, to be quite honest. No, no, no. But but just when, when movies are concerned at the moment, I mean, I when I went into when I went into Sainsbury's, I don't do it too often, I actually picked up the Empire magazine. Oh, yeah. And had a browse in there, because it's all to do with um, Steven Spielberg this month. Mm. Obviously, with the impending um, 
Ready Player One, which is coming out at the end of March. And there were some interviews with him, you know, from when he did Jaws and all sorts. Which, I've uh, started listening to that on that Audible. What, Jaws? No, Ready Player One. Oh, Ready Player One. Oh, sorry. Okay. I've actually started, I'm playing it again at the moment. I've actually got it on, um, I'm sort of halfway through part one, actually, at the moment. Um, just to hopefully finish off in time, because I'm, I'm, I'm determined to get to the cinema to see that. Mm. And I think the missus will go. I, I will tempt her and say, you know, we'll go out for go out for um, go and do it with the the nice nice chairs and a bar, mm. glass of wine, and that that might keep her um, entertained. So nothing like bribery and corruption, then? No, not at all. No. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's not much more I can say about that. Mm. Um, just going back to the brothers Grimsby, by the way, and Mark Strong. Mm. Uh, he yeah. was also in Kickass. Oh, was he really? Yeah, he was, you know, the uh, father, bad guy. Yeah. Do you know? I, just, I can't remember. How long old is that movie now? Because. Uh, Kick-Ass. I don't know. I'll tell you in a second. But I, I do love the Kick-Ass movies. 2010. Seven, eight years ago, blimey. Yeah, that's a long, that's longer than I thought it was. Ago. I keep thinking that's about <laughs> four years ago. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, I, do you know what? If we didn't have um, Internet Movie Database, where would you know where would we be looking for these movies? Oh, God, yeah, exactly. Where we'd have to pour our way through those things that are made out of dead trees, what they're called, books. Well, I used to. It's funny to say, my mum my, my and dad used to get, like, um, they used to have, like, a set of encyclopedias. Yeah. And every year they would get a yearly one um, covering events and all sorts of stuff. And I'd always go to the movie section to just check back at who won in the Oscars and, you know, have all these sort of lists in there. You know, mm. um, but yeah, these days it's you could just ask that certain person that sits connected to the internet, and she'll tell you anything you want. Yeah, very true. So, okay, so we leave it there. Yes, there was something missing. Okay, so debate time, and. As you're aware, on Facebook, we've decided to go for four of the top action heroes as well. I know these maybe aren't in your order of action heroes, but these are maybe the mainstay, and we will get to some others a bit later. So yes. we will start. We've got Kurt Russell, Bruce Willis, Sylvester Stallone, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. And before I start, Hayden, as I said this earlier... I'm going to give you a, a, a an amount of money, and you're going to tell me who it is that it's worth. Okay. All right. Yeah. So if I start with 180 million, who is worth 180 million out of those four people? Kurt Russell. Wrong. It must be Bruce Willis then. <laughs> it is Bruce Willis. Yeah. So Kurt Russell is actually 70 million, mm-hmm. and I'm going to give you. Actually, I'm not going to tell you. So, what do you reckon Sylvester Stallone's worth? I reckon that he'll be worth, if Bruce Willis is 170, somewhere, probably, I mean, because, what do you call him, Um, Stallone, Mm. has done more movies, hasn't he? Well, looking at our little list, without without taking everything into consideration, you can see... Yeah, but, but, I mean, uh, well, Arnie... Took a bit of time off for being a governor. Yeah, because if you look at if you look at um, what I've got there is the, the Internet Movie Database appearances for their appearances in movies. Yeah. So you can see Stallone has done eighty. Yeah, whereas Schwarzenegger's only had sixty-five. Yeah. So I reckon that that's going to have an impact on uh, Schwarzenegger's net income. Yeah. So 
given that Bruce Willis is 170, I would say Stallone's a much bigger actor because Willis t- has tended to take more unusual parts a lot of the time, you know, and like being supporting cast in a lot of movies, like thinking about Pulp Fiction and stuff like that. And he's yeah. done other movies where he's not got a lot of input, but then he's had big blockbusters. So I reckon that Stallone must be, bet- say, about... 400 million. Are you Googling this? Are you actually... No. 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 So you no. got... That is actually 400 million. Is it? For Stallone. Cool. <laughs> so what about... What about... I, I, I was just extrapolating that from Bruce Willis. Now... To be quite honest. Now, so, so what do you reckon on Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, well, what? what's he... What's his net? I reckon that it's going to be 300 to 325 million. Given the number of differences in the films, I'll that give done. you. I'll give you that it's three hundred million. Wow, <laughs> that was a good guess. Yeah. But it's funny. Um, nev- no, nevertheless, nevertheless, the Stallone's movies have made nearly two billion at the box office. That is, wow, really? That is That's... that is incredible. I, I wouldn't. I would have thought with the popularity of like Terminator and stuff like that, though, that Schwarzenegger's movies must have made near that. Yeah, I was getting this off. Um, I was getting this from the. Uh, bank rate because this is where it, mm. it sort of goes up to date from a certain point so I think this was up to date from February um, they've got I mean all of these characters have got some movies coming up in the next couple of years yeah um, we've got remakes of Terminator haven't we um, mm. I think there's another I think there's another a Rocky or another or there's an, a couple Creed of, isn't it yeah there's another is um, another Creed movie um, yeah coming up um, so yeah but that's interesting isn't it that, what a difference from Kurt Russell at 70 million. Not that I wouldn't sniff at 70 million, to be honest. Well, I think the thing is with Kurt Russell is that he's actually done a lot more appearances, but they've not been in the big blockbusters. No. Well, say Bruce Willis done 119 and he's done 97. Yeah. But some of it's about the parts that those two actors take. Yeah. And it's interesting. Because it's interesting. You can see there the, the crossover they've done between each other as well. Yeah. So. We start with Kurt Russell. Tango and Cash was with Stallone, wasn't it? It was. Um, and it was a good film. I enjoyed that. It is very much a Mickey take film, I think. Yeah, it's a good laugh. As well. And I, uh, see, I remember seeing this at the cinema and I came in about a minute late and we were sitting down sitting down in our seats and it literally it was the, the scene where there was the truck driver and the lorry, if you remember it. Yeah. And I think he was aiming at... I think he, I think. I think it was either Stallone or someone that was aiming at the uh, the radiator on it at the beginning of the film. Mm. But uh, so if we start with Kurt Russell, then um, do you want to say what your favourites are then out of out of all those as such? Or out of all of them, the, there's two standout movies, uh, and that's oh, got to be well, maybe more than that. But go on. No, but the two standout movies for me mm. that where he was the main star. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would say Escape from New York, back, we're going way back to 1981, and five years later, Big Trouble in Little China. Two of the films that I grew up with. See, when you grew, when you grew up, how old were you then? Uh, I'd have been 10 with Escape from New York. <laughs> well, I would have been 16, at least. Yeah. 16, 17. Um, so, Big Trouble in Little China, I'd have been 15. Yeah. And what a difference in age we make with this then, isn't it? Because I saw, I, I saw yeah. Escape from New York at a cinema in Switzerland. See, I saw Escape from New York on my black and white TV in my bedroom <laughs> first time. And that, I think it was funny. I, I think that was what, other than 
for John Carpenter, I think um, obviously there was Halloween before that for him, for John Carpenter's movies. Um, Escape from New York was a big, big thing, big thing for me. That was that game, that film. Oh, I mean, to be honest, Kurt Russell played it perfectly. Yeah. I mean, when, when I think of a hard guy mm. who I would want to have with me at the end of the world, <laughs> all I can say is, call me Snake. Yeah, um, but there was a, there is a great cast that goes alongside that. Um, it was. I mean, Ernest Borgnine, yeah. to start off. Bless him. Yeah. And he probably hadn't done um, much since Poseidon Adventure. <laughs> well, he did Airwolf, didn't he, after that? Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, he did, yeah, he did. Um, um, but, yeah, so... but. To me, the ultimate, the ultimate, you know, badass guy, mm. Snake Plissken. Yeah, and it's a film that I, I've, I've tried to pass on to other people. Yeah, but some people just don't like it. It's, to be honest, some bits of it don't really age well, do they? No. Um, I mean, you know, there, there was uh, what was it? It wasn't Doc, was it? Was Doc, wasn't it? Yeah, on this, he died recently, didn't he? The actor who played him. Oh, you mean Brains? Brains. Brains, that was it, not Doc. I, always, I don't know why I always think he's <laughs> called Doc. Brains, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, he, he was a, such a great actor. Um, yeah. Obviously, he was in Alien and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Um, and he was even in with Ant and Deck in, um, in that in that spoof of the, um, the con on the uh, autopsy. <laughs> Yeah, to be honest, I think when you're starting to take good actors and then put them in with Ant and Deck, <laughs> I, know, I think that that tells you everything that you but, need to know but, about that movie. But yeah, but no, but getting them for the minute and putting them to one side, no. But the guy, um, he, you know, he's he's done a, a load of stuff over the years, and um, but even even the woman, because it's funny that John Carpenter had um, uh, the, the the love interest to a certain degree. I mean, she did a few John Carpenter movies anyway. Well, she was in Swamp Thing, wasn't she, as well? Yeah, and she was in also um, The Fog, if I remember rightly, as well. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it is a classic film. The score is superb with all the electronic that they used in that, the electronic music. Yeah. And um, Wrote by John Carpenter. Yeah, and you can't forget Lee Van Cleef in that film either. No, Lee Van Cleef as well. He was brilliant in it. Um, not that you don't that you didn't like didn't like westerns, but that's his background, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, just, there's no reason, you know, just because he was, you know, it doesn't mean he wasn't good in that no, role no, either, no, does it? No, but um, he was alongside Clint Eastwood in in some of the other older movies, you know, spaghetti westerns and that. Yeah, and <laughs> don't forget as well, there was also Donald Pleasance as. Um, the president as well. Yeah, I mean, again, another John Carpenter favourite that was hanging around with the Halloween movies as well. Absolutely. So, um, and I have, I've, I, I remember. I mean, I don't think Glenn will be listening to it just yet, but I actually got him to watch that movie, but it, it wasn't for him. I'm but, surprised. I'd have thought he'd have lapped it up, to be honest. But yeah, but if it wasn't, I, I, for, I, it wasn't for Snake Plissken, wouldn't we not have Metal Gear? I don't. Well, know. exactly, exactly. We wouldn't have Metal Gear. So, no, I mean, that, it's, when I think of Kurt Russell, I think of Snake, Mm. straight away. The next uh, one I think of is Jack Burton on the Pork Chop Express, which is Big Trouble in Little China. (coughs) But yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll go back one in a minute, but yeah, no, um, John Carpenter again. Yeah. um, Pulling pulling out a a great um, tongue-in-cheek movie. Oh, it's a fantastic movie. Fantastic it is. And uh, with 
what do you call it off Sex in the City as well? Um, yes. You can look it up. Well, you, can, you, can, you can look it up. You can look it up while we're chatting if you want. Um, uh, yeah, but I mean, it, to me, you know, these are these really are two of the the films that I grew up with. You know, um, and watched over and over again. I've had uh, Escape from New York on just about every format, and I've definitely had um, Big Trouble in Little China on every format. I had it on laser disc. I had it on video yeah i had it on dvd and now we've got it on blu-ray <laughs> yeah i mean i've got i've got the blu-ray i, I would love um a 4k of, of escape to new york mm. that would um you know be, be, I'd be right. i mean i've got i've got the soundtrack on vinyl i've got it on digital you know I've i got, don't think they'll ever do it though do you no seriously no um i think i think for kurt russell though because he his background is a lot of disney stuff yeah. As, if you go back to um, when he was a, a sort of a teenager, he was um, doing all these little Disney movies that you wouldn't think at the time. No. And so he's it, it he's, was Kim he's, Cattrall, by the way. That's it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you know, it, so she, you know, it's, it is such a fun movie to, to watch, even though you, they do take the mick out of this film in, in, to a certain degree, and you see them all, all those Chinese dudes. At that sort of like funeral bit when they're all just kicking at each other, aren't they? Yeah, I mean that 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 is just such a fantastic scene. Is that one? And then you get something right out of um, one of these fighting games. Where yeah, you get, you get the guys come down, and all the sparks flying off them. They got those big hats on. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's it is it's a brilliant movie. It's such a good laugh. It's an action comedy. You know, it's. Well, it's well worth uh, watching, and the great thing is nowadays normally you can pick it up really cheap. But yeah. you know, um, the special effects of the guy who blows himself up are uh, not too <laughs> clever. Like, <laughs> no, but, but it's it's a it's a good story that's all mi- mixed up with um, Chinese mythology, isn't it? Mm. Is it Chinese or Japanese? I can never. Uh, I would say probably being China, it'd be Chinese. Yeah, people, yeah, of course. Duh. <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, it's Japanese, of course it is. Yeah. Yeah, Chinese mythology. <clears throat> um, yeah, so it's a, it's a, a brilliant movie. Yeah. Um, but those, to me, are the two standout ones. There are two, well, three out of the ones that he's done after that that are probably the next tier down. Yeah. Those but, being... But to be honest, you've missed The Thing, which is one of mine. Well, no, I was going to say that The Thing would, would be in my next tier down of the ones that I think of when I think of him. Yeah, because I would say the thing Stargate and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two mm. um, will be the next ones uh, for me because I know that he's done other ones because you know we've got Backdraft, yeah, uh, Fast and the Furious Soldier, Tequila Sunrise. Oh, we men- mentioned no, we haven't mentioned Tequila Sunrise, Tombstone, Grindhouse, The Hateful Eight, Vanilla Sky, and let's try and avoid mentioning Escape. From LA. I well, as I said, that's why I didn't even put it in the list because, sorry, it just didn't work for me. Although I have to admit, it's got my favourite snake play skin moment in Escape from LA. You think so? Okay, well that that's that, that's okay for your point of view, but for me, um, you know, I mean, you missed yeah. the, you obviously you missed the the Grindhouse uh, movie, Death Proof, which is a Tarantino films. Um, and the other ones he did, isn't it? Um, yeah, I have to admit that I'm not a fan of Tarantino. But he's just a good act. Those films, he acts well in those. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
So yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I mean, the thing is, because he's also done great comedies as well, like Overboard and stuff like that. Because obviously he's married to Goldie Hawn, and he was in that with his wife. Yeah, that. I mean, to be honest, even though that's not an action film, it isn't a bad film. No, and and he's good at comedy. Mm. That, that's the the other good thing about him. He's a he's a good all round sort of entertainer. Yeah. Uh, really, but just going back to Escape from L.A., mm. the point I was going to say is my favourite um, Snake Plissken moment is that bit where, you know, he's chasing after the bad guy and then he get you know, he falls off the car, whatever it is that he's climbing on. Yeah. And then he's surrounded by, you know, some other guys and he says, why don't we do this by Bangkok rules, you know? Mm. Throws up the can in the air, you know, says, you know, when it hits the ground, draw, and he chucks it up in the air, gets his guns out while they're all looking at the can floating up in the air, and he goes, bang, 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 and then it lands, and he goes, draw. <laughs> and that's just such but, a... So it's such a comic, but such a brilliant action bit at the same time. I love that bit of the movie. And to me, that almost forgives the rest of the movie, particularly the surfing bit. But... Not quite enough. <laughs> no, but where where com- compared to New York to Escape from New York, where you didn't mention Isaac Hayes, who plays the Duke. Yes, you remember, and he had yeah. those two light lampshades on the side of the the big car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just totally, that, that was cheesy. It was, but it, it didn't matter because that was you know he was running the he was running the island as far as they're concerned, wasn't he? Um, uh, yeah, you know. So, but it was just, just little bits like that, little, you know little nuances it's just, it's just great and uh, I, don't get me wrong Kurt Russell's a great actor he's done some great movies but saying it now he's not he's not my top he won't be in my top you know I will, mm. I will give it I'll give it in reverse order later but he won't be um, top dog for me at least fair enough but uh, but yourself I mean I know we you grew up being as a child and you took over those two films with you as a child and brought them with you but I did with a lot of other ones as well yeah from the other actors, you know, the Rocky films, for example. Mm, and we I mean, start looking at those. Yeah. Bly, you know, uh, Blind Date, Moonlighting. So, all, you know, I, all of those I grew so, up with. So if we Rambo. Go, if, so if we, go, if we go to Bruce Willis then. Okay. Um, believe it or not, I had 119 appearances on, in, on the on movies. I'd believe it because he, he takes bit parts as well. Yeah. It, it's almost sometimes some of the stuff when you look at back at his film history, you think... Is he actually that paranoid? It'll never get work that he almost accepts anything sometimes. Mm. Um, but he's always plays such a good role. He's, you know, and, and some people scoff at him, but I think he's all right. But to be honest, though, because I think when I, because I think his biggest franchise has got to be Die Hard for me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And when I went to see that back in 1988 at my local Odeon Cinema in Reading, um, unbelievable film, absolutely unbelievable. And there's so many good. Even there's some good actors in that. There's some classic lines that he, that he delivers that, yeah. that people will still remember to this day. And the way the movies went with the, with the second one, um, if we're going to say this now, that Die Hard's Die Hard um, one and two are Christmas movies, as far as I'm concerned. Yes, they are. Christ- they're not action movies. The Christmas movies. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, you've n- it's never Christmas until you've seen somebody being chucked off Nakamura Towers. Yeah, N- Nakamoni Towers. Nakamoni Towers, Nakamoni that's Towers, it. Towers yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and, it, it, I mean, 
the haircuts, and I know it might seem a bit dated, Die Hard, now with the haircuts and that and everything else. Mm. Especially the guys that are helping um, set the uh, the charges. Yeah, you know, um, but it's it's such a classic film, and I, they they got better. They got better and better. But I have they, to admit, my favourite one's three. Die Hard with a Vengeance is that because of Samuel Jackson was such a class deliverer. When I, I, I think no, I, I think to be honest, it was a whole ensemble because it had Jeremy Irons in as well. Yeah. Stuttering, and stuttering um, away as he did, yeah, and and it took it it reimagined the Die Hard and kept it in exactly the same sort of like scenario, but basically it was a heist movie. Yeah. Well, I suppose the original Die Hard was they've all been heist movies really, but this was more you know direct sort of like robbery kind of thing. Um, and I ju- I just loved the whole story. I, I loved the bit where you know he was arguing with Samuel L. Jackson. I loved that bit where. You know, he got plonked in the middle of, you know, the, you know, one of the black suburbs of America. Yeah. And, you know, with all of the, you know, anti-black stuff on him. And he was like, please don't shoot me. You know, and all, Did- all that as well in, in terms of, cause he, his character knew it was wrong, but, yeah. um, it, I just think it, it, the, the whole way that they did that and they turned, Samuel L. Jackson and him into like it was a double act allies. Actually, it? it was it was a brilliant film. Yeah, did you? I really enjoyed I it. I mean, the way he was like when he said, "Hey Zeus," he said, "Hey, are you called me Zeus? Is that my name?" You know, it, yeah, it, it was funny. And did you get did you get the puzzle with the water? Did you actually work that one out in the cinema? Because it was you yeah, had to, you had to think about that. It it wasn't straightforward. No, not at all. Um, but. With that, and obviously you, you've you've got the the twist of, of all the, the the gold. Being, yeah. Being, obviously, the idea was not to steal the gold; was to actually blow it up so the an, the the economics of the country were going to fall to bits. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but Die Hard Two as well. That was. Yeah. You, know, you can't believe he's he's doing the same stuff twice, in ducks in a in a white shirt, um, vest, you know. It was is another another good film, and um, I, I I think they were okay except for one one movie I didn't really like, which four? was which was not four. I didn't mind four. It was the one where they went to Russia. Oh yeah, uh, another day to die hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think that was that was up to scratch. I mean, there's talks of a new one again. Whether that means he's got a bit part in that, I don't know. I I think he's still okay to do that. At the moment, because mm. um, I mean, I just diverting off. Even though he's like getting older now, he still looks okay in some of these movies. Like, for example, I know it's six years ago now, but Looper. Yeah, you know the way that that was done. That was really quite good. But I have to admit, Bruce Willis has been in one of my favourite all-time sci-fi movies, The Fifth Element. Correct. Yeah, and that is a that if no one if nobody's ever seen that, go and check it out. Yeah, it's if if you like sci-fi, it is a must see, absolutely must see. Such a well-imagined world. Yeah, very uh, Metropolis in parts. Mm, absolutely, and it's done by the same director that did Valerian. Indeed. Um, Just a bit of a shame he didn't take the same magic on Valerian. <laughs> well, I don't know, but I mean, you've, he, t- he certainly took the same visual style. Yeah, and there's but he just and there's one little outfit that. Um, 
that one certain actress was wearing in it, which always, I think everyone... I wasn't wearing in it in some bits, yeah. <laughs> wasn't remembering it. Um, and But then you had those sort of films, but then you had the, the, the thrillers that he did and, and Sixth Sense, for example. Yeah, and Sixth Sense, it was one of those ones when it came out, I didn't go to the cinema to see it, but when it when I watched it, I watched it on DVD first. Did you, sat, did, you stay I, from, did you stay away from spoilers? I completely stayed away from spoilers. I knew nothing about it other than everybody was raving about it. Yeah. And, um, I mean, you know, when you look back, what, Sixth Sense, it was 1999. It's not like we had YouTube and stuff like that to spoil it for us back in those days. Mm. Um, and I sat and watched it, and I got to the end and went, no. <laughs> and I put it on and I watched it all again. Because <laughs> then you see it again, and you're going, "Yeah, of course, exactly." Look, yeah, he's point. He's looking at that direction. He's not looking in the, you know. And then talking to his wife at the dinner table, and he's not there, but she's there, remiss- reminiscing about her or whatever. It's <clears throat> excuse me, very, very, um, very clever film. Yeah, and um, uh, um, sorry, Unbreakable as well. I know you said you didn't enjoy that one as much, didn't you? No, no, I've got another favourite which we'll talk about in a minute, but um, Unbreakable. But I, I, I quite like that one, mm. and I went to the pictures with my wife to see it. Yeah. I couldn't believe I actually managed to get her to go to the cinema, let alone to go something with Bruce Willis in it. But <laughs> I got her to go, and we sat and watched it, and as soon as Samuel L. Jackson came on and started talking, I turned around to my wife and I said, I know what the ending's going to be. Because mm. <laughs> <laughs> once I'd seen Sixth Sense, I kind of thought, I know how this director's mind works now. Yeah, yeah. Because this was, if I remember rightly, is this one we had the train? Yeah. The train yeah. accident, wasn't it? Yeah. And about 10 seconds before it was all revealed, I told my wife the answer. I said, don't be stupid. I didn't even feel it on screen. And went, yes. <laughs> Um, but I'm gonna. I want to talk about the other one um, that was back in 1998, which is Armageddon. Yeah, and I love that movie to bits. It's really a uh, you've got a group of a group of actors that are they don't go well together as 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 the characters are supposed to do. No, but with um, with Bruce Willis trying to organise this group to go on up onto the <clears throat> up onto the. Um, the, uh, do you know I can't even think it. I'm comet. Thank you uh, on the comet and actually break. You know, drill into it to to get it to explode. Yeah. Um. And with Steve Buscemi, for example, in it as well, who starts losing it. And uh, was, wasn't it also what you call him? Who's all used to be on films with Matt Damon? Forgotten your Batman, Ben Affleck. Yeah, because he he was yeah. he was um play around with his daughter. <laughs> but but would you actually say that Bruce Willis had the main role? in this because I thought he had a minor role um I think no, it was no think sh- about it Steve <laughs> he had a minor role <laughs> well because well we're going to have spoilers in a minute <laughs> well he was a minor in it so it's not exactly <laughs> oh I seriously I thought you'd have got that one don't worry it's, it's been a long day um yeah so but yeah no it um it's just such it's such a classic movie and it's funny because obviously we had um the Twin Towers incident happened. Yeah. And just after, I actually stuck it back on again, not realising when you're watching the Twin Towers going up in smoke with the, with all the um, the leftover bits from the comet all coming yeah. down, you know, and people, it looks, you know, oh my God, was this what happened? No, this is a movie, for Christ's sake. 
you know. Yeah. I so mean. that I, I I do have that on I do have that on DVD. Um, mm. I think I'd like to get a copy on Blu-ray at some point. Uh, it's probably quite cheap. Yeah, I would but it's one so. of those. It's what that is one of those sort of movies I'd like to see um, see on the uh, on the 4K treatment. Yeah, yeah. There it's is one. Li- there, there is one little mistake in the film, though. Did you know that? Which what mistake? Well, when they're on the on the um, on the comet mm. on the. Uh, which well, I suppose it wasn't really a comet, was it? It was just a lump of rock in space, yeah, <clears throat> heading towards the Earth. And they got those the the the, the vehicles that are driving with the uh, the kit to, to do the drilling. Mm. You see, we see one of the wheels go over grass. I hadn't noticed that. Yeah, yeah, it's there. And you think there's no grass on that rock. <laughs> but it's, it's it's just, I mean, it is just a it's a great sort of. It's just a great uh, movie, that one. I just love it. It's really good. Um, yeah. It just, I don't know, that that film, as much as I love Die Hard movies, Armageddon always does get it for me as well. I see Fifth Element for me. It's the, the, the crowning glory out of all of his films. Oh, do you think um, so, yeah? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I'll, I'll tell you something else that I also quite like as well is... Uh, he did a quite a good part in, in G.I. Joe Retaliation. I Not the best I, movie, I don't, I don't think I saw that film. It was actually better than the original G.I. Joe, but he played, like, the retired G.I. Joe. Right, okay, I'm with you. Um, and, you know, he had that uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith moment where uh, they went into his house and they said, oh, we need guns sort of thing. And, you know, he pressed a button and his cooker turned over and there was a load of pistols and then he opened up another cupboard and there was, like, submachine guns and stuff mm. like that. Yeah, it was quite good. I think, yeah, Bruce Willis is, I say, he's another great actor. Um, I'm a little bit concerned about his next movie that's coming out. Which one's that one? Well, because it's a remake of one of my favourite 70s movies, which is Death Wish. Oh, right. Is he doing that one? Yeah, it's, the trailers are out. It's ready to go. I'm not sure what date is coming out. But that was a Charles Bronson movie, always will be. And to see him taking that role... Um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not really too keen on it, to be honest. I'll probably go and see it anyway. But uh, it's you know, some films are left left in their in their original state. You don't read. You don't remake them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he has done some unusual films as well, hasn't he? Like Planet Terror. Yeah. You know. He has. I mean, there's <clears throat> actually um, obviously he's done the Sin City movie and, and Sin City Two. Yeah. And another another one of my all time favourite movies is Pulp Fiction. I know he's, he had his bit was a bit less in that compared to um, Samuel Jackson and uh, oh dear me terrible terrible tale. should have this all written down so we know what we're talking about um, <laughs> John Travolta John Travolta Mr. Saturday Night Fever exactly and uh, Pulp Fiction is a classic and I just love that movie to bits it you is know, a I, classic it is but um, yeah but that's what I mean is is you know he would do bit more bit parts, mm. and it, like he was also he was on Friends for several yeah. episodes. But we got to, we got to mention one of his first TV shows, Moonlighting. Moonlighting. Yeah, and yeah, with Sybil Shepherd, <laughs> and that that had a big following back in back in eighty five. Was it eighty five to eighty nine? That was on for. What's the link with um, Friends and Bruce Willis and Moonlighting? Oh, I would say. Jennifer Aniston, I'm guessing. No. Sybil mm. Shepherd. Oh, oh, really? Because she played Chandler Bing's uh, father. 
Oh, okay. As a, as a drag. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't really keen on Friends that much. As much as I did watch it every now and then, I didn't. I wasn't that hammered with it. I think it was probably aimed at more my age group, to mm. be honest. And uh, it's the type of thing I used to watch all the time. I mean, don't get me wrong. I did. I did get to watch him, but it wasn't. It wasn't the Bill and Endo. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, I think we. I think one of his worst movies. Just quickly before we move on, um, he did a film where he was at a. Uh, how would you call it? He was like a burglar. Do you remember that one? No. Was it? There was one called Hudson Hawk. If I remember rightly, and that was. Awesome. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Uh, to be honest, I've, I don't think I've actually ever seen that film. Mm. To be honest, um, I just it never appealed to me for some reason, so I just probably avoided it. I mean, we can mention we can mention um, when we get to the when we get to Arnold. We, we can mention the collaboration movies that there are when we get to that point. Mm. Cause I actually watched the third. Did I watch the third one the other night? Yeah, I think I did. Did just, you know that, just out of curiosity, some of the stuff that he's done is like really obscure. Like Rugrats Go uh, Wild. He was the voice of Spike. Yeah, no, because <clears throat> some of these characters, I mean, even, I think even I think Stallone's done some as well. Yeah, he was uncredited um, in Ocean's 12. Yeah, and they've done they, a lot of these CGI movies with all these sort of fluffy characters we get in these days. Yeah, he was on Over the Hill, Over the Hedge. Over the Hedge. They all, get, they, all, yeah. they all decide to have a go at this um, this sort of easy money. <laughs> well, why not? You can't blame them. If somebody turned around to me and said, do you want to star in a film as a voiceover? Yeah. I'd go, yeah, okay, if you want one with a Yorkshire accent. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. Um all right, so if we move on to Sylvester Stallone, now this is no, there's no, this is no particular order, by the way. We just, it's the way it's been written up. So, um, and for me, Stallone has done, has been a very big part of my life with his movies. He has for me. I've got a little story about my association with Stallone, or how Stallone has been associated with me. Okay, well, you do want to start with that first, and before we go on. Okay, when. Uh, Rambo First Blood Part 2 came out mm. which was um, eight, uh, sorry what was it 80 85 five. I was 14 okay and I nagged my dad and he took me to see it oh really so I went to the pictures to see it mm. really enjoyed the movie went to school the next day went to PE and bearing in mind, I was also in the part of the year as well where I couldn't be 15 to be in that year. Hmm. So, you were, so you were just one under, were you? I was, yeah, I was just one because, under. Because the way the birthday falls, you were yeah. going to be, yeah, I'm with you. Okay. Yeah. So, I, you know, I wouldn't have been in that year being 15 at any part of that year. Hmm. And um, my PE teacher turned around and said, do you enjoy the cinema last night? Hayden? <laughs> He was in there, was he? <laughs> and I said, sorry, Mr. Firth, what do you mean? He said, I was sat behind you while you watched Rambo. <laughs> and then for the rest of my school life, he stopped calling me by my first name and said, come on, Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, Mr. Firth. That gave me a very nice, fond memory. And also did. Mr. Lewis also started doing that as well. So thanks, guys. Oh, bless. But, but I mean, Stallone actually started earlier than most. <clears throat> yeah, he did. Because he obviously started with Rocky in 1976, which I think, if memory term, if memory is right, even got an Oscar. Yeah. 
Um, and as much as they're not action movies per se, um, I suppose it's action because it's all about boxing and everything else. Those movies do have a big part of my life from watching them. So yeah. I, because I caught Rocky, um, it would be probably maybe a year, just maybe a year or two after. Because mm. I remember my next door neighbour said he'd just been to the cinema. I wasn't, so I was still at school and he said, oh yeah, I went to see Rocky. Never thought much of it until I got to see it a little bit later. And then I think I saw it about a year before Rocky 2 and I went to see Rocky 2 and I just love those movies. They, <clears throat> there's a lot of emotion in those films. I don't think people realise this. Yeah. And it's as much as people think that Stallone is stupid, he's far from it. He wrote those movies, and you know that's put his um, stepping stone in his in his movie career. You know, yeah, well forward. Uh, and and let's face it, how many actors can honestly say that they've done so well from a rocky start? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Another Hayden little clip there, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so obviously he had a break for a while between Rocky Two and Rocky Three. Yeah. And you're not a footy fan, so you probably didn't like Escape to Victory. No, I didn't, didn't watch it, to be honest. You wouldn't have done. So where for me, some of the, the actors, um, the, the football stars of the time, and maybe a little bit past it were in that as well. Yeah. But with Michael Caine as well, still only trying to be a goalkeeper, trying to break away from the Germans. Um, brilliant film. Absolutely brilliant. Mm. But then then with, with Rocky Three and Mr. T... Superb, absolutely loved it. Yeah, you know, and and from that, from say that early part of his his career, <clears throat> you're getting three sequels in between, you know, very quickly there. Yes, and then taking a break for three years, and he, he throws up First Blood, mm. which is a fan. I think again, to to be honest, those as much as oh, we got some smaller films to talk about there. Rambo, the Rambo sequels and Rocky are just superb. Yes. Um, I mean, the first one I saw was Rambo First Blood Part 2. Okay. Because um, First Blood, I think, was actually a, an 18 certificate as, as what it, it would have been at the time. I think, yeah. Um, but obviously that was him coming back to America as a vet and then finding out that he was being rejected by the people who he'd fought for in Vietnam. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And... Um, and I, th- I think in that sort of respect, it's a very kind of sensitive movie, even though it is an action sort of one as well. Mm. But it was it was based in a book, by the way. Do you know that? I didn't know that. No. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, it was a. I went to see that. I went to see um, First Blood, and I got to see a pre-showing of it before it came out. Mm-hmm. And I had to give, I had to, I had to do a questionnaire afterwards for my yeah. thoughts. Um, but fantastic film, absolutely fantastic. Again, great score. They got some great score in that for the music. Mm. And um, <clears throat> unfortunately, there's there's one woman in the government um, that, that despised Rambo because the amount of killings it had. It was always it was always said, and the amount of mo- amount of killings in that film was unbelievable. Well, it was Schwarzenegger and Stallone at that point were going head to head on who can have the most kills in a movie, weren't they? Yeah. I, even I, I even, did, th- I even though when you actually look at it, Star Wars, you know, killed hundreds of thousands of people all in one second. Well, millions actually, because it killed Alderaan as well. But <laughs> that didn't count because it was no, on-screen kills. Kill. Yeah, I mean, because it was like <clears throat> at the time Mary Whitehouse that was. Um, oh God, yeah. She was there trying Bless to her. put put the knife into into um, 
horror movies for the you know what they were trying to ban at the time in the early 80s now, th- now there's a picture mary whitehouse trying to put a knife into anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah. god i mean that'd be that'd be it for another story another time but yes um so first blood part two was great and then i mean he's done some single movies obviously tango and cash with with kurt russell yeah and his other his other um, double act was Escape yeah Band. with Del- uh, Schwarzenegger. And what a good film that is! I've only ever watched it once. Um, was it once, twice, M- maybe twice? But yeah. I have to admit, for me, even though, and, and and this is the interesting thing because you thought this was one of his minor films, and to me, it was probably one of his most major, which is Demolition Man, which we mentioned like a little couple yeah. of weeks ago. And it's a, it's a great. I mean, he's done about four or five movies like that. Yeah. Um, and they're all great movies. Well, Cliffhanger, Daylight. Yeah, and all the way back in '86 with Cobra. If you remember, I never that really one. liked Cobra that much, to be honest. <laughs> I think if I remember right, did he say, "I'm the disease, I'm the, you're the disease, and I'm the cure"? Yeah. Do, do you remember? Was his, was his do you remember on that? Twins? Mm. Um, when. Stallone was not Stallone. Uh, Schwarzenegger was walking around and he saw a picture. It was a poster of the Cobra thing with you know S- Stallone showing all of his muscles. And Arnie stands next yeah. to it, pumps his arm up, goes play, and then walks off. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. Yeah, uh, and, and of course there was Lock Up as well, which was where he was, he was thrown into jail mm. um, a bit wrong. Um, it's they're just all class class films, and obviously with the way the Rocky, where the Rocky films went, and then he obviously took a back seat in that with um, with Creed. Yeah. I, I and I say I heard first time I watched that was the mm. other week. I was very impressed with that. I haven't seen that one yet, to be honest. I don't watch another Rocky movie for a very specific reason, and that is I was loaned a box set of Rocky movies, mm. and I watched them, and when I'd finished them. I couldn't see, and that was because I'd caught conjunctivitis. <laughs> but oh my eyes were so puffed up, it looked like I'd actually gone through all seven movies fighting Stallone. <laughs> so my wife turned around to me, she said, you're not watching I mean, any more of those bloody Stallone Rocky movies. <laughs> yeah, I, I say I watched I watched um, Balboa over the week, last weekend, and I saw yeah. Creed as well. And very... They're just because he's it just because it's it's end of his career and he's he's lost his wife he's lost he's lost you know members of his family that he had there his, his boys not up to scratch mm-hmm. with him but obviously he he moved out moved away to Canada come Creed but uh, it's um no I just they do just they do pull my heartstrings to be honest I know I know there'd be Nicky be screaming at me saying now that Rocky Five was the worst movie that he did in that um, in that selection. <laughs> It wasn't the best, but I can just say I'm looking forward to to Creed two, yeah, with um, Ivan Drago, yeah, and um, his son. So I can imagine it'd be Creed, it'd be <clears throat> it'd be Creed son versus Ivan Drago's son in, in that one, and um, Stallone would be doing the they'd be doing the uh, the training. I'll tell you what they should have. They should mix it up with a video game, and they could have like the Assassin's Creed. Oh, get get Stallone, get Stallone in the Assassin's Creed universe. <laughs> Yeah, did did I mean? Obviously, we've both watched Guardians of the Galaxy two yeah. recently, and to see him in there, that sort of took me back a bit. I didn't expect it. No, there was a, a few people like that, wasn't there? Um, 
doesn't there's another film on that he's done that he's he's not on here and i'm i was thinking about oh, i must raise it and i can't think of what it is because it's not there uh, is it was it a comedy is it like throw mama off the train or something like that that was pretty awful throw mama from a train wasn't a, a bad uh movie <laughs> that was billy crystal anyway no it's judge dread yeah sorry i don't know why that one isn't in there but yeah um, no. and to be honest um i don't think it was his fault that that was a bad film i think that mm. the problem was the story because what's the one thing that we all know about judge dread that never happens That's taking his exactly his helmet's his always yeah. on carl urban mm. gets it perfect when i heard carl urban was going to be judge dread i thought you yeah. were joking and i'll tell you what <laughs> it, although it wasn't a great judge dread movie he was a great judge dread in it if you know what yeah. i mean but um unfortunately it just fell short of the mark for the 2000 ad fans i think that one well, they're diehard on certain things, aren't they? And yeah. um, when, it, when it comes to that, it's uh, you know <laughs> you got to you got to be um, you got to be spot yeah, on for that. Yeah, I think. Definitely. You know, um, should we move on to should we move on to Arnie, like shall we? So, sixty-five appearances, and being the governor of uh, Not, California as well, and the governor of California, and. Again, a couple, two or three, a couple of good, a couple of good um, uh, franchises there. Yes, well, obviously one of the biggest franchises, Terminator. Do you think that comes up on top separately to what we might think of who we like the best out of all these? That that franchise comes out on top out of everything that anyone's done. I, th- I think that that's going to be the top franchise. You see, I, th- what I'm going to say is. I'd have to categorise things in probably a couple of different ways because my favourite actor and my favourite action hero out of this selection mm. are different. There you go. <laughs> you to repeat my that favourite actor <laughs> overall and my favourite yeah. action hero to watch are different mm. out of this right, selection. Okay. Gonna... So, yeah. Um, but I would say probably the Terminator is probably the biggest franchise out of there. I think it's bigger than Die Hard. I think it started off smaller, mm. but I think it grew bigger. It did have a few um, dips, yeah. though, didn't it? Because of the way it went. Um, I mean, Terminator Two was the biggest Terminator film yeah. there. That made him that made an absolute mint, and even seeing it now in in its all its four K glory. It still holds up to date, yeah. I think. But, I mean, you know, the Rocky films, I don't think, while the Rocky films are tremendously big and important movies, I don't think that the Rocky franchise is as big as the Terminator one. Well, it's a different genre, though, isn't it? It's sci-fi. We've got science fiction there, and we've got it's more of a drama, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I, I've, got a, I've got a favourite... I've got a favourite that would come on top out of all those, but then I've got a favourite franchise that would will be to one side of that. Am I going to guess that your favourite is Total Recall? Um, it comes close. Ooh. But I, but I've, I, I say I've got a very big soft spot for Terminator yeah. Two. But I've got a little. There's a little. There's a little cl- cluster of films that sit there at one part of my 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 life as a teenager. 
and you're talking from 1984 to at least not 1991 and they're in order there as well so you can see you've got command you've got terminator you've got commander you've got raw deal running man predator. But they're not franchises they're they're one-off no movies. no no they're they're one-off movies but they to me they come as a little set yeah for me because as a teenager they were really my one of my favourites for, for, for from Arnie's yeah. point of view, and then they start. Of, I mean, <clears throat> you can add true lies to that list, and then they started to dip after that. Yeah, they did, but I think that was where he was starting to get more politically active, wasn't it? Mm. I mean, the Running um, Man. <laughs> but but I, I've watched that film so yeah. many times, and it's as che- It's even cheesier than. Um, big trouble in oh, come on, the running man is so cheesy you could serve it at christmas with crackers <laughs> you could yeah you could yeah. and uh and but then then you got something like predator which is your what for an action movie yeah i'm I'm horrified they're remaking it i, I can't believe they're doing no, that it's a mistake it, it is it because is. to be honest the way that the predator movies are they could quite happily just Start the franchise, reboot the franchise in a way, but still keeping the original one canon. You know, yeah. the, the, there is no need to remake the original at all. It's. I mean, the second one was a bit poor. I must admit, um, it wasn't. It wasn't the greatest. Well, uh, uh, yeah. Um, it With just, Danny Glover. It, it, he wasn't the right action guy for it. He he played an all right mm. part, but. He wasn't, even though he was big in Lethal Weapon and that, he wasn't big enough, yeah. uh, in my opinion, for for that franchise. He wasn't, he wasn't a strong enough uh, star. If they'd have turned around and said, "Right, we'll have Stallone this time," that would have been mm. better, but they didn't. So, you know, no. but the, I mean, he's he's what I like about Arnie is how he can do action and comedy. And I know we're talking about action movies, but you know, there's. True Lies is a good comedy in part, but it's. I think that's still class. I think I was still class yeah, as an action yeah. movie, though. He's a he's a he's a spy undercover that is. Uh, he's 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 keeping it quiet from his yeah. missus. <laughs> Twins, that's quite a good laugh. But also Kindergarten Cop, Jingle All the Way. Oh, I really cringe at that moment when you said that. Really, it's a it's an all right Christmas, but it's one of those family ones that you stick on and watch with the kids sort of thing and they love it yeah. and you know you just you know and but the last action hero that was you're funny no i don't i i don't mind that one yeah. to a certain degree he's because he's, t- he's taken the mick out of himself but to me his best one was one of his earliest what no kind of? no comedy wise oh sorry it's on the list comedy yeah on the list see if you recognize uh, it i've mentioned it before i'm trying to go on oh oh that one i'm sorry no no yeah cactus no, no, no. jack it's a good laugh it's uh, I need to. I need. To, I probably need to source that one out and have a look at it just for well, just for peace and mind. After and what I on about. after I talked about this um, mm. a few weeks ago, and somebody put on a because um, I put a picture on the saying that I'd actually ordered it from Amazon because it was only a couple of quid, and they said, yeah. oh, I seriously thought that you were actually on drugs when you were talking about that <laughs> until I actually <laughs> proved that the film's there, and. It, well, I saw you. You had that screenshot of the of the, of the um, poster, didn't you? And I saw that, and I thought, oh, yeah, God, you know. yeah. People don't believe me when I say about Cactus Jack. It is a legit film. Look on IMDb. Look on Amazon. You'll be able to see it on there. And 
it's just a it's just a bit of fun you know it's a, it's a bit of a laugh mm. it's very sort of childish kind of humor but i i enjoy it actually, actually there's one film i've not got on here which i quite enjoyed and it was more yeah. of a drama and that was maggie i've not seen that one yeah check that one out that was that that was um you know it's it's about you know sort of an apocalyptic time and um with his daughter and that and yeah no it's well worth i've well not worth seen that one but should we should we just should we finish off though with um the franchise at least brings three of these guys together yeah the expendables which is the exp- yeah and i think they well actually was they bring i mean actually unfortunately bruce willis only appeared in one didn't he yeah and didn't get to go in, in the, the, the other two. But they're just so... They're just like the, the dirty... Well, I mean, I didn't even remember the Dirty Dozen from the 70s. Mm. Which And this is that, the, you know, of old now. This is the next sort of level of, of that idea with all these big superstars. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the list is, is, is incredible to see who actually... If you, if you go through all three films together and see who's well, in... Well, even like the likes of Harrison Ford's in one of them, isn't he? Jason Statham. Yeah, yeah, because that was the one that was the one I watched recently with yeah. Harrison Ford, and um, you had uh, <clears throat> the baddie in that one was Mel Gibson. Yeah, and you know you don't somebody. I mean, again, another another good actor for the sort of a, an action star movie. Um, it, yeah, it's it just classics, absolute classics, and they they. I mean, they are park your brain in the bucket again and just yeah. sit and watch them. But to be honest, I like those sort of films where I do pat my brain in a bucket and suspend disbelief. Oh yeah, because it's just exactly a bit of fun, because isn't it? that's what it, the whole point is that those sorts of films should be uh, an escapism. Mm. So that that's how that, I feel about. That's how, that's how. I mean, looking forward for for, for um, Arnie. I mean, there obviously there's, there's mm. rumours of another Terminator reboot. And we're going to see an escape plan too yeah. as well. So I'm thinking Stallone's going to be in that as well. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. So have you got an outstanding, I mean, it's very difficult to pin a, an actual movie out of this. Is there one movie out of all those people there? Can you actually pin one out? Cause I no. To say if you, it's, it's hard to do because I grew up with, I grew up in my teenage years and my, uh, and my, uh, my, my late, you know, my, at school with with Stallone and moving on with Arnold Schwarzenegger and then obviously Bruce Willis was in my teenage years with, with yeah. Kurt Russell I, I can I can pull out one for each one okay so I'm going to go with Kurt Russell as Escape from New York and I'm going to totally agree with you on that one okay. Bruce Willis The Fifth Element mm, that's, that's interesting because I would say that but I'm probably going to go Die Hard 2 fair enough on that um Stallone Stallone I'm gonna say Demolition Man <laughs> oh I love that movie uh it's difficult very difficult the seashells have got a win I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's a reference to the movie for anybody who hasn't seen it watch it there you've got it okay because you remember you got Wesley Snipes in yes. that film as well yes and Stallone get taught knitting and Wesley Snipes gets taught uh, martial arts and all sorts of stuff yeah that's it Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Rocky fair enough I think on that one Schwarzenegger is is again hard isn't it 
Schwarzenegger, I think, is probably the hardest uh, out of all of them. Because I would go for Total Recall. You're probably right there. But then I, 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 I've got to say, that little cluster of movies between mm. 84 and, and 99, that 10 years of, of, of time of movies he did, um, it's. I mean, you can exclude Last Action Hero there, but that list of movies they do re- they do resonance with me quite a lot. Yeah. So I will, on a limb, I'm going to say I'm going to say Predator. I'm still going to say Total Recall. Yeah. It's hard. I could I could say that as well. To be honest, it's it's, it's, it's not easy. Say, for me. It's got Michael Ironside in as well, so it's you know Total Recall. Yeah, yeah and Sharon exactly. Stone. So why wouldn't you say it? <laughs> <laughs> But there's um, there's some I oh know there's some classic I mean there's some classics classic lines in Terminator you got you got I mean Running Man as well yeah it's showtime uh, but then Re- Re- yeah and Red Heat actually was a comedy theoretically wasn't it because that was where he was a Russian and Asian Russian cop I never really like Red Heat though to be honest never I never got on with it and also yeah. the least said about Batman and Robin the better actually sorry no Red Heat is that's no, not Red Heat is it I've got the wrong one there's one missing from there actually. In that list because it's not an action film. But it, well, it was a cop cop movie. The Red Heat, Red Heat was the um, he was undercover yeah. for drugs in in um, probably Florida or something. If I remember rightly, and uh, yeah, True Lies. There's some classic classic bits in True Lies, and I love the uh, the bits at the end with the um, the Hawker Harrier. Mm. You know, and you got that guy doing the hoovering in the office, <laughs> <laughs> and half that building goes missing. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So, so who, so who are you going to put in there then? Right. Is your is your favourite actor? Because this All is right. not easy. My favourite actor, which I said I'm going to do separately to my favourite action hero. My favourite mm. actor is Kurt Russell. For many reasons, for me, this is there is two of the two mainstays there. It's very difficult, but due to with what I grew up starting when I was when I yeah. was a kid. With Rocky, I'm going to go to Stallone. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> so, who's my favourite action hero? If it's different, you've got one of three chance of winning. <laughs> well, for act, I'm going to say for action because it's going to have to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah definitely. I just, I just think he's just got that slight edge over Stallone. That's not to say I think Stallone's bad. No, God no. I mean, I'd love, as I said before, and I said to you this um, a little while ago, that there's um, a couple of black tie dinner events to meet yeah. Sylvester Stallone. And if I could afford to do yeah. it, I would. It would be a great experience. Absolutely. And, uh, but, you know, I won't, I'm not going to say that Kurt Russell is bad because he's not, because I, you know, I, I do love um, The Thing and Big Trouble Little China. Escape from New York. Backdraft yeah. pretty cool. Tequila Sunrise. It was even in Vanilla Sky. Yeah, Neither do I, to be honest, but evidently he was. Yeah. So, so, okay. So, shall we do the uh, listeners' views? Yep. Do you want to start, or shall I? Okay. Go on, you start while I just drink my last bit of coffee. Okay. It's going uh, Matt Prudholm says, for me, it has to be Arnie. Good choice. Uh, he introduced me to the whole uh, thing. Really, his uh, early films of The Terminator and Predator really stood out wasn't ever keen on Stallone's films apart from Rocky 3 and 4. Uh, good soft spot for Bruce Willis, uh, as I enjoyed Moonlighting in the 80s, so did I. Uh, he was dead funny in that, uh, and to see him become a big star was great to see. 
Ben Solway says, Kurt Russell, because without Kurt, we would not have no Snake Pliskin. And without Snake Pliskin, we have no Solid Snake. And without Solid Snake, we have no yeah. Metal Gear. I totally totally agree on that. I, I can, that is just absolutely right. And is it just Mark Robb just says there, yeah. Snake? Um, <laughs> Nicky Wilson. Well, and he definitely was the last action hero. Uh, but the flip of a coin between Stallone and Schwarzenegger. Flip came out Schwarzenegger. Get to the chopper, um, Paul Barber. I've got to give the man. I've got to give the man the vote. It can be such a mean dude, and being and of the puller being Elvis, and that's Kurt yeah. Russell. <laughs> well, do you, you forget that he played Elvis Presley? Um, I just can't. I just can't remember that. Yeah, I don't want to remember. Neither do I. To be quite honest, I think that would be uh, quite. Uh, and you know what? We never mentioned Stargate for Kurt Russell either. Yeah, with that short hair. Yeah, even, even though. <laughs> He got completely taken over by MacGyver in the TV series, but never mind. Um, Craig Cole put uh, Kurt as the best quote ever. I was born ready. Okay, uh, Michael Edwards says Willis and me got to love the dry, got to love his dry wits. Yeah, well, he is a witty guy. Alan Cochran, Stallone for me, Love First Blood, Cliffhanger, and Rocky. Andrew. Elmsley has said Arnie overall but the thing starred Russell is one of my favourite horror movies yeah, ever it is uh, one of my favourite ones as well Leon Hunter uh, Willis because of his die hard uh, is the greatest action film ever yippee ki I'm not going to say the rest because we all know what that is and we're trying to keep it clean lyrics <laughs> could, as much as we can you, you could say yeah. in a good place <laughs> yippee ki motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> Uh, watch the Good Place episode or listen to the Good Place episode and watch the Good Place on Netflix if you want to know what that's all about uh, come to Papa uh, I'll kiss you whatever <laughs> some of his other uh, quotes as well I think we won't bother reading out the rest of those no no um, Andrew has me he's got um, is, is saying Dying yeah uh, oh it's actually Jew Hardy says it I don't know if that's a, a mistake maybe. or not um, Michael Haddock Big Trouble in Little China Russell plus one Mike Brendan Barnden has said Jason Statham it used to be sly but but it might look over the consistency and skill of Jason could take a lot more of it but again we, we well, could I think put we'll Jason probably, yeah, in, we'll in do another a Jason Statham sort of one because of some interesting things that he's been on that people don't realise uh, especially where one way does a, a very annoying American accent as well <laughs> you know if you ever want to watch that the one movie that he does that in um, yeah. that's a hint on what movie it is as well uh, Gordon Galloway uh, oh, sorry Gallery um, Arnie for the vote on action uh, but um, uh, go for my um, action and comedy is Mr Chan can't beat his comedy take uh, takeouts when he performs his own fight scenes and stunts so I think Jackie Chan is on about there yeah well Craig Vaughan is talking about someone else we can talk to talk about for hours on end um, he's considering Tom Cruise with Mission Impossible yep. Jack Reacher can't argue with that but he's also saying Stallone and yeah he says Stallone as well yep. good man and Gary Smith says Annie uh, Stallone just makes uh, takes on an army but uh, gets my Christmas prezies <laughs> yeah that's it so hope you've enjoyed that that's <laughs> it not is bad a, is it I think we could have uh, waxed lyrical <clears throat> a lot longer on all of those but we've got a Carry on with the show, <laughs> and we got time. We got time. We got time restraints, yeah, we unfortunately. Have. 
So, um, so from here, then we'll um, move on to questions. John, what's happening to us? Okay, let's um, start now with um, listener questions. And Mark's come up with two again, as usual, for us. And the first one is. With the relative success of the Switch, can you see future consoles being more handheld or big with a screen crossover based? No, in a word. Um, I think what we'll find is that the handhelds mm. will become dual, like the Switch. I still think the 3DS's time is numbered because when Nintendo realised that the only people they're competing in with in the mobile market is themselves, they'll ditch the 3DS. Yeah, because we have the Vita, which is discontinued now. Yeah, hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> funny, but I did have it out. I did out. It's funny. I did have it out. Put it out this afternoon just to re repair it up, and um, and the missus was sitting there chatting, away and I just started playing Persona Five on it because I <laughs> just linked it to the PlayStation, yeah. um, which is still a great. I think that's a great um way of of using a handheld. It is, but it's still very intermittent how it works. Well, um, when you're as close, when you're in the same room, it's fine. It's when you wander around the house, it can, yeah. Excuse me, it can be a bit lack on that. Mm. But yeah, I, Nintendo are unleashed on their own. They got no one else to fight for the handheld. It's theirs only, um, and they can do what they want, really. Yeah. So yeah, I I I just I th- I think that. Um, from now on, Nintendo are going to do this dual big screen, small screen thing mm. rather than having the 3DS. I just think I just think it's going to die this year. Yeah, um, interesting. I mean, there are, pe- there are people that love to collect consoles and, and all sorts, so there's always a market out there for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're yeah they're their own beast, I think, and that's as much as it is really. So what I don't get with the Switch. Mm. If I was Nintendo, I think the way that I would do it is release two versions of the Switch. One would be the solely um, handheld and the other version being the small screen, big screen one. The small screen, big screen one being like the Switch is now. Mm. The handheld, total handheld version being the same as the base Switch is but with the controllers welded to the side of the screen, Mm. but having a dock that you bought separately so that you could upgrade it if you wanted to. I think you'd have to make that a little bit cheaper, though, because if you decided to go... But that's that's what I mean, Mm. is that if you... That would then mean that they could reduce the price. If they welded the controllers to the side of the screen and got rid of all of the Bluetooth and all of that that's in there and they got rid of the dock and anything else that made it not just a pure, you know, pure machine, Mm. a portable machine, then they could knock the price down to about where the uh, uh, 3DS XL is, I think. Yeah. And then they could charge you 60 quid for a dock so that effectively you'd you'd get... that but obviously what you wouldn't get then is the joy cons mm. but what they could do is make it so that whatever version you've got the joy cons will work it's just if you buy the portable version in in my scenario the joy cons are a bit are welded on and if you want other joy cons 
or you want to go big screen, you've got to buy either a Pro Controller or more Joy-Cons. Mm, yeah. That, to me, would be a logical kind of business way of doing it so that they keep, you know, they, they can reduce the price to make it more accessible for people who don't want to spend 270 quid, mm. but also make it so that it's upwardly compatible with the bigger brother. I don't know. I just think that that might work. Yeah. I mean, they've sold so many now. I don't think they need to re- re- bring out another part version or, re- or change it, really. I think, you know, it's sold so many now that it's, you know, it's, it's probably still going to keep selling. There's always someone that's going to buy it. Well, the, the other option, of course, is what they could do is just sell it as the screen and the Joy-Cons, but mm. get rid of the dock. Do I don't think- know, I was, just, I was just thinking of ways that they could actually just reduce the cost further Yeah. in terms of the production, and that just seems to be wipe out most of the technology that is required in the Joy-Cons so that if people want the Joy-Con experience, which I know that you need those for certain games mm. to be able to move them in certain ways and whatever... Um, then you'd have to go and buy those separately, but that'd be the cost of buying a cheaper version, so it'd cost you more in the long run. Yeah, as maybe. these things normally do. It, you know, mm. if, if I was in charge of Nintendo, that's the way I would do it. And get and just delete the 3DS out of the equation. Maybe. Well, you could send them. You could. You could. You could email Nintendo your idea. Yeah, and if there's anybody from Nintendo who's heard this and thinks it's a good idea, just remember where you heard the suggestion first. <laughs> Because I will copyright it. <laughs> yeah. I do a pen and painting on it. When... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you can get a patent pending on someone's intellectual IP. Yeah, yeah. Okay, do you want to go to your second question? Okay, how long do you think it'll be before media becomes almost entirely digital? I couldn't put a time on that. I still think there's a place for, for hard copies. I'll tell you exactly when. When manufacturers stop giving us the ability to load hard copies. That's when, in reality. Or when they bring the prices down enough that they don't need to make them, that they give it to a decent decent price digitally on release day. I, I don't think they're going to bring the price down. I think that uh, the prices for the digital content and whatever, they had the ability to ship stuff to us at the price that um, they said if we didn't have to ship everything. Hmm. You know, if we didn't have all of these other costs, we could get stuff to you cheaper. And they don't do that. Even when you look at the sales, I mean, you look at the PlayStation sale that's going on at the moment. I think that Sony actually needs to know what the definition of the word sale means. It generally means that stuff's cheaper than what you can get it for, you know, otherwise. Mm. Um, so, and, you know, sometimes Microsoft's exactly the same as well with their overpriced stuff on the on the store. And I think as long as we can load media in and the digi- the uh, the hard media is cheaper than what we can buy it digitally, we will buy it as a hard thing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult to say because you're going to, you don't want to start losing um, some of these shops, you know, because you're going to, you're going to do with it, do away with those, aren't you? And, it's nice. I love the day of going out to a game shop and having a bit of a browse. I used to love the days where you used to go and say, can I try this game? Yeah. When was the last time that you tried a video game in a store? No. Can't remember no. that. Doesn't happen. Last time I remember doing it, it was in the 16-bit era. Mm. But, no, I I think what what I can see 
happening is like a halfway house because now everything needs to be installed apart from the switch the switch let's just park the switch to one side let's look at the the big two mm. which is sony and xbox um we can't compare pc because that's while the same market it is different and it is also um a different mindset i think pc owners have a different mindset to the way that console owners have mm. uh, and steam has revolutionized the pc market but looking at the console uh, sort of games you need to install them onto your hard drive to play them what i can see happening is the possibility of both of the big manufacturers not supplying it on a disc or even on a cartridge or a USB stick. Mm. Possibility a USB stick, but I think that's less likely because it's more expensive. But actually providing you a code that you can associate and then disassociate with your account so you can trade the card. Yeah. I Shops, if shops, if shops are going to sell this, they'll have a smaller shop for starters, won't they? If they well, were... shops would like it because they wouldn't have to have the outlet of all of the hardware. And you think about it, when you buy um, a video, you know, a, a store credit card mm. for Xbox or for Apple or whatever, what happens with that card that you get from Tesco, wherever it is that you buy it? They scan it and activate it. Yeah, they do. People, yeah. people try to nick them, but you can't do much with them <laughs> unless, yeah, you, exactly. um, <clears throat> unless you scan it. Exactly. So it's a way that they can get rid of the problem of, you know, they can eradicate thieves straight mm. off. So all that they need to do is put in a, something that say that you go onto your account on your Xbox or your PlayStation and you say, right, disassociate this game with my account. And then what it does is it takes that number from that card and switches it off off your account and then you can take the card that's got the number on it and give it to Kex and say I want some money for it, thank you very much mm. or CEX if for those people who don't like the way I say CEX <coughs> yeah I thought yeah it's I still think we're, we're going to lose out, I think the, we're all going to lose out with because everyone likes to trade now and then yeah um, that would be the biggest if it, if it entirely does go digital, that is the thing that we're going to miss most. Um, whether that means people will spend less because they have a budget to go by. Where mm. when you trade stuff and you get a bit more money back, not obviously a great deal, but you get something back that you can buy something else with. So um, I think it would be foolish still to completely wipe it out at the moment. Well, how many games would you look at and say, I'm not going to buy it now? I think that would be more because you're only going to get the games that you're really, really, really sure of. And it's again these sales that are the tipping point for certain games that you think you'd norm- never normally pick up. Yeah. You see something for 15, 20 quid, which was normally 40. Mm. Oh, I might, I might, just, I can afford, I can get that. Yeah. And again, these sales are more prevalent now. It's never. A Christmas sale, or it's never a an Easter sale because we got sales on every month. 
So it's an ongoing thing these days, isn't it? Absolutely. But yeah, interesting. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay, if we move on to Facebook, um, Mark Prudhomme has said, "Do you have any TV series that you didn't watch initially as they were, as they um, didn't appeal to you in the, when you first saw the screening?" Um, do you know I can't think of any? But he also says he's just watched. Oh, I do office. apologize. Oh, yeah, I do apologize because I didn't see that below there. Yeah, that's my fault. Um, so yes, yeah, so we just. So he's just been watched The Leftovers and loved it. Although I can see why it wouldn't appeal to all, and it can be a bit weird. I forced myself through the first few episodes and ended up being addicted to it. So what shows you've experienced like that in the past? I suppose I could say Dexter because I didn't watch that when it came out. Um, yeah. And as much as it took me a while to get my missus to watch, get through a, a few episodes, and then we did just go through that every night. Mm. Um. Also, Six Feet Under was another show that we yeah, enjoyed. Yeah, you've been um, saying about that to me as well, haven't you? Yeah, it's a, a fantastic drama. Um, and we did that one as well. I think those two do come to mind. I, I, don't, I don't know about yourself. <clears throat> I think there's been quite a few series that I've come to late. Um, and that goes right back, way back, uh, to Buffy. The Vampire Slayer, when that was first on, I never used to watch that. And then after it had all finished, I started watching it. Oh, really? <laughs> and the same with Angel as well. Um, but more recently, um, well, The Good Place, that had already started when I started watching it. And mm. we did do a special on that. Don't forget to watch that. Um, but also, more recently, um, Game of Thrones has, you know, completely got hooked on that. And now I have to wait 18 months for the next <laughs> and final series. I really wish I'd, you know, just got hooked on it in 18 months' time. That might have been a bit better. Uh, then I wouldn't have had the wait. Um, and um, also recently, uh, I've started watching The Walking Dead. Oh, okay. Never could get into that. Tried. I've I've watched season one about four times trying mm. to get into it and never felt it see you know watching it at different times went through all of the episodes never felt it and then i don't know why i think i was just bored and i couldn't find anything i wanted to watch on so far i'm going to give it a try again and i've started watching it now so i don't know what that's about but i'm on season three now yeah i i came away from it a couple mm. of seasons ago so um whether I'd go back to it, I don't really know. To be honest, it's not been one that we've been, you know, we used to look forward to it every every week, but it's really, um, I got sort of bored of it, to be honest. Yeah, I, th I think that's one of the dangers. And I think that's one of the benefits of watching programmes the way that we can now with services like Netflix. Yeah, uh, that's or it. Amazon Prime, because you can, you can binge watch it and you don't get the thing of, um, being bored, you know, following it on. No. I mean, now, when I, th when I think about it, would I have watched Lost now how I used to? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, actually, I think, do you know what? I think we actually binged that after it had been out. That, that's another one, to be honest. Yeah. And I, I love Watch, at Lost, rather. 
Oh, I did. Some people, I mean, I know the ending was a bit of a cop out. Depend how, depend on your point of view, I suppose. Was it? Well, we're not going to maybe sp- that's one for a discussion one time. Oh God, yeah. That, what that, was oh, lost about? That, <laughs> and we should call that show. We have to go back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's some. There were some great um, actors and actresses in that that have moved on, even now. Yeah, entirely. You know, I, 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 let's, Shame let's, that one of them went to Speed Racer. Yeah, but one went to Ant Man, so that was all right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. And she's lovely. And she's going to be the Wasp, isn't she? Oh, is she really? Oh, okay. So uh, we're, we're, we're carrying with what we're talking about because we we'll, we do too much of this. We'll we'll be we'll be talking about something else for hours. Um. So yeah, I can't. I think. I think. Yeah, I think Lost did did come to mind on that one. Yeah. For me, which is another great show, but you know. Yeah, but it's a lot more difficult to watch programs week in week out. I think. Well, it's funny because. Sometimes a TV show would stop people actually going out for the for their Saturday night. Oh yeah. As much as we had video rec- we had video recorders um, to do that. I'm going. I'm talking back in the early eighties now. Yeah. There, there was the occasional show that would stop the world from doing something. And one of those once was a film, uh, a TV program that we both loved. I still which, do. Which one was that? Star Trek, yeah, uh, because um, I know my, you know, my mum and dad have never been Trekkies, mm. but they've always loved sci-fi, um, and obviously before my dad died, but you know when and before I was born, um, when Star Trek was first on on the BBC, yeah, um, my mum and dad always used to tell us about well before you were born, we'd you know go to Middlesbrough, do our shopping for the day come home, watch Star Trek, and then get ready and then go to the audience and go and watch a film on the evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that's what they used to have to do because there's no video recorders back then. No, no. You know, and it was either you watched it or you didn't. Mm. Um, whereas now, I'd, I, th- I think the whole concept for children growing up now that if you didn't see something, you might never see it is a mind-blowing concept mm. and also you would have missed out sometimes on some of the classic adverts of the time oh yes because the idea of skipping um skipping the, the adverts when they broke a show into say an hour show into say two or three parts yes you know it just it's weird now that you know how it all works mm. <laughs> it's crazy really it is anyway should we move on yes so that's you next isn't it it is. So, Paul Barber. Darksiders is an eight-year-old game I have just discovered, and it stopped me playing other current titles. Um, have you had an older game you have discovered that has gripped you um, long after it was released? Hmm. I suppose, going back a bit, I would normally get most release games at the time. Yeah. Um. So... Can I think? I can't think. Off the top of my head, I can't think of one. I think all the games I wanted to play, um, I played at the time they were released. Mm-hmm. And really, just thinking about it, I suppose you could say some of the PlayStation titles, even though I didn't have a PlayStation at the time. 
Yeah, I was going to say surely Uncharted and whatever. And uh, Last of Us. Yeah. Will probably come into that for me. And those games did stop me playing titles. What about The Order? Not played that one yet. Have you not? No. It's worth no. picking up. Worth picking up. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, because I think at the time that did... When I picked up a PlayStation, that did stop me, stop me playing some of the titles on the Xbox for a while. Where I started finishing finishing games on the on the PlayStation, so a couple of a couple of uncharted titles, Last of Us as well I completed. You know, so yeah, that's that's probably that's my that's my answer. How about yourself? Uh, I can't think to be quite honest. Uh, stop old games. No, I can't think of any. No, no. Okay, well, never time then. So, Alan Cochran has come up with one. If you could take one character from a Star Wars saga and place him in the Star Trek universe, who would you select? Oh, one character from Star Wars. Mm. Or from Star, Star Wars into Star Trek. Yeah. Admiral Akbar. And save him from being killed in The Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trap. Um, I think I'd have Jar Jar Binks. So, when he's spotted... No, he's already ruined one franchise. No, we don't want him no, 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 two. No, no. The idea is, is that when he goes over there and realises who he is and thinks he's there and they shoot him on sight and kill him. <laughs> The Federation wouldn't kill him, though, would they? No, but um, I'm Give sure... Give him the Klingons and say that he's a big tribble. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> drop, drop, him, drop him in on on Kronos. <laughs> he, yeah. would, he wouldn't last five minutes, would he? <laughs> oh, he definitely wouldn't. <laughs> so... Oh, no, awful character, awful. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe there's some others as well that I'm not aware of yet, but we'll we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, uh, mind you, Boba Fett. Boba Fett could be quite a nice bounty hunter in the Star Wars, uh, Star Trek universe. Possibly. That might be quite cool. Mm. I don't know yeah, who would be. Hun- I don't know who be hunting. Harry Mudd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, why not? Harry yeah. Mudd was hardcore in the New Discovery. Yeah. He was good. I mm. like that uh, the uh, episode with the uh, uh, repeating everything, the cause and effect one. Yeah, yeah, another Groundhog Day. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Andrew Emsley, uh, I've just started playing Fallout Four again. Good man. F- no comment. Five hundred hours deep and still loving it. Uh, what game do you have that fits you like a comfy old pair of slippers? Hmm. I have a few pairs of slippers. Yeah. I just bought a new pair of slippers, actually. It's called Persona 5. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bioshock, as well, comes to mind. As well as, obviously, Fallout, as well, as you know. Yeah. Um, even Skyrim, probably, and um, and Elder Scrolls. They all, they all, they all sit comfortably... Um, for me, I don't know about yourself. Um, just listening to you, it's actually really interesting. Mm. 
Because if we'd have had this question two years ago, I know what game you would have said straight off. Destiny. Yeah. Yeah. It's not one I think about right now, though. <laughs> no. The original, obviously, the original Destiny, yeah, you could say that, because I did, I did play that for 2,000 hours. Yeah. I have to admit, I quite fancied loading that up and having a go, to be honest. Maybe we the should. Original. I'd have to... Um, Get Chris involved. Chris, yeah. we need you. We well, need my, a fire team back. I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to re-download it, because I think I deleted it off my hard drive. So um, what I might do is actually re-download that. Sorry, when's the meteor hitting the earth? You've deleted Destiny off your Xbox. <laughs> well, I needed a room. <laughs> I uh, think I think I did. Yeah, I'd have to. Yeah, but you know, I got got a good run on that anyway. But um, yeah, well, you consider it's cost so, about what quarter of a pence for every hour. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. For what about yourself then? Um, I would say Elite Dangerous. Mm. Um, or the original Elite. But to be honest, it would have to be the Acorn Archimedes version of that Elite now. Because that was the best version of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am going to say Destiny, actually. Because mm. it is just one of those ones where I can just pick up. And, I, you know, it's just a stress relief game. And nowadays, and it's only a, a cheap indie title but um skyforce anniversary mm. you know it's just a very straightforward vertical shooter but i love that game i can pick it up at any point and you know suddenly realize or the next thing i realize is it's about three hours later <laughs> you know but it is one of those games yeah once you start once you start getting in it and you start upgrading your ship because, I mean, the, the game is Groundhog Day. You've got to keep repeating the same levels. Mm. But uh, the challenge is, is killing all of the enemies. You know, the 100% all of the enemies. Collecting all of the stars. Collecting all of the humans. And getting through a level without being hit. So you take no damage. Yeah. And sometimes there's so much on the screen. You don't think that there's actually a place on the screen where you cannot get hit. Mm. You know, and uh, obviously it gets progressively harder until you get to the insane levels. And then after that, there's even worse levels. You know, there's the nightfall levels. But you have to have completed all of the other levels to unlock the nightfall levels. Yeah, that's the hardcore, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've done that on the original Skyforce anniversary. Yeah. But uh, no, I I really love that that game, it was one, it's the best game I ever got free with Plus mm. was Skyforce Anniversary, and that prompted me to get Skyforce Reloaded when it was released. And I have both games on both systems. Yes, okay, enough said. Mm. <laughs> okay, moving on. Paul Wilson, does your other half, wife, etc., play video games? If not, what do you think you would do? have to do um, to enable her to enjoy a good eight in our eight hour gaming session. Nearly said eighteen then, but eight hour gaming session. I can't think of anything I could get my, my missus to do that. The only way that I could get her to in, for her to enjoy an eight hour gaming session that I'm involved with is for me to give her sleeping pills. To pin him down and um strap yeah. him in a chair. Yeah, no, it'd be um 
well, Rehypnol, I think. Rehypnol. <laughs> oh, there's, there's, there's a Kingsman crossover if I don't see so on. <laughs> yeah, this, this episode of the Pop Culture Gamers is sponsored by Kingsman, yeah. the Secret Service. <laughs> okay, um, we'll, we'll move on then. Um, actually, okay. it's your turn, yeah, go on. Yeah, um, Mark Tudor. Uh, sorry, no, we haven't. We missed one, haven't we? We missed, missed Jason out. Sorry, Jason. Jason Tullett. Um, who would win a fight between hunt, the Hunter from Destiny or the Hunter from Monster Hunter? Well, that's a question for you because I haven't played Death Monster Hunter. So, well, I would say the Hunter from Destiny because I am a Hunter on Destiny. That's why, <laughs> and, I, and I've got superpowers on Destiny, so I would kick bottom. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I, I say I, I, I need to have a look at some video of this to see what it's all about. Um, I, th- I think you'll enjoy it, to be honest. Mm, yeah, yeah. Maybe one day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, as you said, Mark Tudor. So, what amount of hours per week do you think is healthy amount to play video games? These days, I probably get six to eight hours per week but would like to do more. Although I do have a big daytime session, I'm feeling a bit guilty that I've wasted my day. Why feel guilty about something that you enjoy? Mm. Is what I would ask. I mean, I know that you've probably got chores that the wife has told you you have to do, because let's face it, the successful, you're every man who is happily married, knows he's happily married because his wife's told him. Yeah. But, Seriously, you know, if I invest a day in playing a video game, I don't think oh, I could have done something better with my day mm. because that was, you know, I chose to do that. And, you know, I might think I wish I'd played a better game, but I wouldn't say, you know, I would have wasted my time because some days you just need a bit of R&R, don't you? Yeah, you do. Um, you know, so... But uh, hours in a week that's healthy. I think that the number of hours in a week that's healthy is where you get the fix of gaming that you want, but it doesn't interrupt to a drastic effect your family life. Yep, I know exactly what I mean from that. Yeah. Where, for me, I think I probably do... Well, mine normally is about two hours a night. Yeah, that's Maybe, about what mine is. I mean, could be a bit more during the weekend, depending on what's going on. Yeah. Um, there is a baby shower happening next weekend, so I might be able to squeeze a few hours to myself there. Um, but yeah, so we're looking at you're looking at sort of fourteen hours for me, mm. something like that. I would say fourteen to sixteen for me. Mm. Um. Probably it's probably a little bit more on a weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. I, I could mm. probably do. I mean, if I sit down for a couple of hours in the morning, sometimes Mrs. is busy doing something, doing breakfast. I'll probably sit there and grab a grab an hour or so. Yeah, definitely. So, um, okay. Should we go? We got two more questions. Should we finish those off? We got to be quick though, because okay. So, um, sorry, Justin, but you're going to get a quick answer here. Yeah. Uh, this could be a debate section, but uh, games nowadays are far too big 
or there are uh, too many of them. Uh, do you think the idea of less is more would be better for the games industry? Mm. Um, less is more. Too much. Too too much is not. It's never is is great, but it's got to be quality. Yeah. I think that's how I would look at it. Mm. And also, it depends as well with these games being, um, if they end up taking them off off the um, the release date and moving it again, I think that comes to play as well, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think that what we could do with less in games is collectibles. Mm. Um, I think what we could do with... Uh, less of in games is ridiculously large size maps that have very little in it apart from a couple of places which are very condensed that you've then got to spend 10 minutes to travel in order to do the next six hours of your game do you know what i mean yeah um i just yeah, yeah. i'm thinking about skyrim and going up to that uh castle on the top of the mountain and how long that took from where i was and I was just thinking, oh, for God's sake, I just want to get there so I can get on with the story. And I'm having to walk, you know, and it was just tortuous in the end. I think in the end, I, I took a shortcut up the side of the hill or the mountain, you know, doing jump from jump to jump because I couldn't find a path to go go there. Yeah. I mean, in, in a lot of cases, you've got um, what you do have is sometimes you're overwhelmed anyway. Do you know what I mean? Um, with stuff, mm. but but you know, if they can think about giving you less but more quality by taking the game a bit later in the date, you know, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, to me, what you want is when you finish a game, you want it enough so that you're glad that you finished it, but you just wish there was another hour. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So you, it's got that thing of I'm looking forward to the next one because let's face it. Most big games now have sequels. So, yeah. Last question of the evening, or the day, or the morning, depending when you're listening to this. Um, Neil McBain is asking us, "What is the strangest, weirdest thing you've ever ate or drank that is gaming related?" And I'll let you answer that one because I can't think of a goddamn thing right now. Drank that is or ate that's gaming related. I can't. Re- I can't think of anything to be to be honest with you. Uh, the nearest I can think of is having um, Pez dispensers in the shape of Star Wars characters. Mm. That's, you know, not that I get the Pez dispenser, but I get the Pez <coughs> sweets from inside it. Yeah. Um, but th- that's about as close as I can possibly think. Uh, oh, I did... Um, there's a chocolatier in North Allerton. R- does really, really nice chocolates. Highly recommend it. Um, and what they have is these really nice, uh, like gift chocolate bars that are in the shape of a games controller. I ate one of those. The only thing I can think of quickly would be a, would be an energy drink that would be promoting a game for extra boost for XP or something like that. Yeah, something that gave you wings. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> something is calling okay. me, so we better call it a day. And it's called the wife. <laughs> yes. So, contact. Um, my Twitter handle is at Steve007. The PSN ID is the real Steve007. Xbox is Steve007. And my email 
is Tebo07 at hotmail.co.uk. Yours, Hayden, is? Uh, well, if you want to watch my YouTube videos, and don't forget I mentioned about how the YouTube video of um, Trials Enter the Blood Dragon, uh, which is on gold, um, you can just search for me, Hayden Reese Jones. Otherwise, on Twitter, it's at HRJUK, PSN, Xbox Live, Steam, etc. It's still HRJUK. And uh, email is HRJ at gmail.com. No, I, I didn't know that we have the Facebook group, um, which you can join. Just look for Pop Culture Gamers. Also, any inquiries to either Steve or myself through our email addresses. And our website is http colon two slashes popculturegamers.podbean.com. Also, there's the Facebook group. So, episode four is done and dusted. Hope you've enjoyed the show. And hopefully we'll be back in a week's time. As we say, it's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good night. Good night. You are about to witness history in the making. Mm-hmm.